This week's show is brought to you by Miracle Made. Alright, now you guys, Brad and Alex, you know I like a lot of things, but I'm going to reveal a little bit about myself here. I really like sleeping. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. I'm like, it's, oh, yeah. A, it's in my top three. Of it's a great I thing enjoy. to do. Wait, hang on. Eating, sleeping, and? Sleeping. Again. Okay. It's, All right. it's it's mostly sleeping, then eating, then sleeping Got again. Got it, yes. Got sleep, it. get up, eat, then you get back to sleep. <laughs> yeah. If I could eat while I'm sleeping, I would probably do that, too. Sleep, eat, sleep, repeat. Got it. Yes. And luckily for me, Miracle Made has sheets just for me. Because did you know that traditional bed sheets can harbor more bacteria than a toilet seat? And I'll tell you what I don't like, sleeping on a damn toilet seat. I would rather sleep in some nice sheets. I don't know, man. Have you tried it? Unfortunately, yes. And it's not my style. I won't ask you to elaborate. (laughs) Inspired by those punks at NASA, Miracle Made uses silver-infused fabrics and makes temperature-regulating bedding so you can sleep at the perfect temperature all night long. It has self-cooling properties. The sheets that are infused with this silver prevent up to 99.7% of bacterial growth, leaving them to stay cleaner and fresh three times longer than other sheets, and no more gross odors. Only the best odors in my sheets. You can go to trymiracle.com slash nextlander to try Miracle Made Sheets today. And whether you're buying them for yourself or as a gift for a loved one, if you order today, you can save over 40%. And if you use our promo nextlander at checkout, you'll get three free towels and save an extra 20%. Miracle is so confident in their product, it's backed with a 30-day money-back guarantee. So if you aren't 100% satisfied, you'll get a full refund. Upgrade your sleep with Miracle Made. Go to miracle.com slash nextlander and use the code nextlander to claim your free three-piece towel set and save over 40% off. Again, that's trymiracle.com slash nextlander to treat yourself. Thank you, Miracle Made, for sponsoring this episode. Hello and welcome back to another Nextlander podcast. 2023, and we are too deep, too deep in 20, too deep and too deep into the podcasting of 2023, two episodes deep and too deep, like in the in like it's high, the water's high. Mm. There's seeing a variety of furrowed brows on this call. I, my brow is unfurrowed and it is smooth, just like the old brain. Brad, how are you doing? Damn. <laughs> um, just, a, um, just a clean marble up there. I'm just going to let that one go. Uh-huh. Just going to let that one sail right on by. I'm wet. It's wet here. Uh, yeah, it's, I've heard. It won't stop raining. Uh, it's storming. It's, are you good? Are you good? I checked in with some LA friends. They were in various states of okay. So it's uh, it's not. I mean, uh, we're fine. We are totally fine, except for the part where part of the ceiling in the garage downstairs caved in. Like recently or before <laughs> this storm? Uh, that was on the new. That was during the New Year's storm. Oh boy, there oh, have boy. been like four serious storms and nothing but rain in between those storms. 
So now you've got uh, Alex Navarro. Welcome to we. Our weather is actually rather pleasant out here. So it's, it's I was going to do some but... kind of I was going to do some kind of in too deep back to the hotel joke, but we're we're already past that oh, now. Okay. So just know that I thought of it. <laughs> okay, good, good, noted. Yeah. Um, I was remarking to someone who's in L.A. saying, "My goodness, what ha- what have you done? You have angered some elemental god because you ha- now have like earth, fire, water, and wind." Uh, licking at the gates of California constantly. Like, you, yeah, you, you have all you need now is heart, and then Captain Planet will come, <laughs> and he's going to kick no, all your fucking asses. Ca- Captain Dude, Planet abandoned us. It's nuts, man. We got like no rain for like five years, and now I think we're getting five years worth of rain in the space of three weeks. Fires, earthquakes, uh, ridiculous. What do they call it? Uh, atmospheric rivers. Yes. Uh, it's cats uh, and dogs living together. Mass was- hysteria. I believe it was a combo atmospheric river and bomb cyclone, if I'm not mistaken. I don't could know. be wrong. As they name these things, they sound more They name terrifying. these things like drinks at TGI Fridays. <laughs> okay, let's see. Bombogenesis. Am I wrong? You're we've, definitely we've not talked, wrong. We've, we've talked about this before. Bombogenesis occurs when yes. warm and cold I had a bombogenesis. It <laughs> fucked me up. Okay. Yes, you're not wrong. Shout outs and heartfelt. Hopefully you're okay for everybody affected by it. I know it's actually deadly and dangerous down oh, there. Oh yeah. So yes, be it's, careful. It's, it's, I it's I'm I know. Yeah. I am not I'm not treating this frivolously. My family is out there. Like my mom has been sending me photos of flooding around Petaluma and stuff. Like it's it's for real real and I remember the last time there were major floods up there. It was not good. Not good. Not good. So hopefully everybody uh is listening and staying safe while you listen. So uh, that's the weather out on the West Coast. Rough business. Yeah. Apparently, today is the 11th. Do, 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 do. According the 11th. to this 10-day forecast, we've got about another eight days of this or something. That's that's a many that's many days. Yeah, it's a lot of rain. Um, there are the Bombo Cyclone, Bombo Gigante. What is it? Mm-hmm. Yes, that's the one. <laughs> uh, 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 reminds me of uh, the other thing that I saw it, it kind of on fire today, which was what is going on with wrestling? Oh God! Should okay, I any, ask that question? No, <laughs> you should because look, any any day of the week you could be asking that question, and chances are there are two or three <laughs> things that are fucked up going on. But uh-huh. right now, stuff is especially messy. So. Uh, the short version of all of the things that have been kind of culminating in the last couple of weeks is that last year, Vince McMahon was ousted from WWE, uh, mm-hmm. as a result of investigations about payoffs he was making to women who I'm just going to say he allegedly committed sex crimes against. Okay. Uh, people are calling these things affairs in some of this news reporting. It does not, it's not that it's not just about him covering up affairs. Okay. Um, and so he was like he was basically forced into quote unquote retirement, though he was still the major majority shareholder of all things WWE. But which, he stepped out, which leaves his daughter and uh, Triple H, right? Which are and, who are married? Yes, who are married, and also Nick Khan, who is the CEO that was brought in, uh, like about a year or so before all this started happening. He's an ex ESPN guy, I believe. Okay. And he was the one who was, like, at the head of a lot of those layoffs they were having over the last two years. Okay, but Stephanie and, and Triple H are at the helm, right? With with Nick Khan, yes. They, oh, like, with, her, they Steph- are on Stephanie equal Stephanie and Khan okay. were co-CEO, and Triple H was essentially heading up creative. 
Oh, okay. Okay. And developmental, yeah. So what is the state today? Uh, as of last week, Vince McMahon has forced himself back into the uh, into the CEO role. And That's yes, a I, phrase. I, I, I'm, uh, I know yes. what phrase okay. I'm using when uh, I say how, this. So how long did that last? About six to seven months, I'm going to say. Oh, okay. That's longer than I thought. It was somewhere in the long. middle of uh, late middle of last year that this all happened, I think. Um, but yes, he... My, I, I have a limited understanding of what has actually taken place here, but my, the gist of it, from what I understand, is that he basically said, I will not allow any licensing deals to go forward. I will not approve any of them unless I am returned to power. And the problem is the company needs those licensing deals. Okay. So somehow, through whatever cajoling he did there, Several of the people that were on the board are now gone, including people that headed up the investigation against him. Mm-hmm. As of yesterday, Stephanie McMahon has stepped down from her role at the company, which, as of Friday, they had had an all-hands meeting with Nick Khan and Stephanie McMahon, where they said, everything's fine, everyone's staying in place, nothing is changing. I've been there. And uh, now Stephanie McMahon is gone. Uh, it is uncertain what will become of Triple H, Nick Khan, or the remaining board members that have not dis- uh, disappeared from the process. But uh, the current thing that is swirling is that, and this was rumored as part of the the initial wave of news here, is that uh, Vince McMahon is doing this specifically so he can sell the company. He wants to take it private again so that there can be no shareholder or board board investigations into the shit he was doing. And then get a big payday? And also get a big payday in the process. Okay. Which, Which he surely needs. Yeah. He's already a billionaire, but what if he was more of a billionaire and also got rid of all the people who wronged him? And are there... Okay, so I mostly get wrestling information through osmosis, so when something like this happens on things I follow, it's just a bunch of people going like, oh my gosh, I know, I know, oh my gosh, yes, Mm -hmm. can you believe it? And not the actual information, so thank you for clearing some of that up. Uh, is there a McMahon in, or uh, a spouse of a McMahon that is involved in politics? Yes, Linda McMahon, Vince's wife, uh, was unsuccessfully ran for Senate in Connecticut multiple okay. times as a Republican, and then also was House uh, Housing Authority. I can't remember. She was a secretary in the Trump administration, okay. though I can't remember exactly which department she was in, but it was not one where she did much. She was just kind of there. Okay, in that administration, no longer. In that administration, yeah. Okay. I mean, look, okay. everyone in that administration fucking sucks. But, like, <laughs> she she did not make as much of a spectacle of herself as some of the other people in that administration did. Well, thank you oh. for... Yeah. Oh, I haven't gotten to the end of it yet. Wait, what? Which is the rumors as of last night, which are still rumors. Nothing has been confirmed yet. But the rumor is that the Saudi Arabian Public Investment Fund is the company that is going to take over WWE. Of course. Could it end any other way? No, no. I mean, when this first started, there was talk like, hey, maybe Comcast will want to want to buy them because they have that deal with NBC Universal. You know, maybe maybe like an Amazon might want to step in because, you know, they're a content machine and that's good for them. And Amazon Prime. Yeah. But what if instead it was just the Souds? We don't know yet. Ask ask SNK. What Mm -hmm. if? And this isn't a wrestling plot line. I mean, like all wrestling, <laughs> sure. yeah. what goes on behind the scenes uh-huh. might as well be a soap opera storyline. Okay, yeah, just just double checking. Shoots yeah. and works, and this this seems real. 
We'll talk more in depth about mm-hmm. this probably on the Ramblecast next week when some of the air is cleared and we kind of know more about what's actually happening here. But all right. Because I'm definitely not going to be forgetting about this anytime soon. But I will just say, last night, reading all this stuff made me literally physically dizzy. That's wild. All right. It was too much at once. It's crazy that it didn't get confirmed, though. Like, it seemed like the sources that were reporting this sale was happening were pretty confident. That Uh, is always the way with wrestling news, is that there is usually a couple of reporters that are extremely confident in their sources, and then it's still a 50-50 shot whether it actually happens or not. Possible the deal just hasn't closed yet, so... There's that, too. It's, it might still be in the works. Let me touch on w- one other thing here. I'm going to do the show rundown for what we're going to be covering today. Because uh, it's not just wrestling. <laughs> not just I wrestling. I promise. Uh, today we're going to be covering some games, including our time with uh, Call of Duty's Warzone 2.0 DMZ specifically. We're going to touch a little bit more on some games we have gone back to, like uh, Case of the Golden Idol, High on Life, a game Atrio the Dark Wild, Vampire Survivors, maybe some other stuff in there. And then we got the news. <laughs> other stuff. Uh, other- <laughs> some other stuff. Uh-huh. Other stuff. You know. Um, um, but before I get to that, and to switch off of wrestling for a bit, the segue out of here. Thank um, you. Uh, over the weekend, I did start trying to organize my spare computer parts bin. And Ooh. I'm not going to belabor it too much, but I wanted to take this opportunity, Brad, to see, keep it or junk it. All, All right. right. Lightning round. Let's here go. we go. You keep- know what? Well, I can just save you a whole bunch of time. Yes. Across the board. Yes. <laughs> There no, we go. I, I have some. Okay. I've got three motherboards. I want you to pick hmm. one to go. Oh, okay. Boy. Here we go. Okay. So I've got the stats I have pulled here. If you need them are the name, uh, the, the sockets and basically yeah. the year of release socket and chipset would be most useful. Okay. Year. Yeah, sure. All right. So first up on the chopping block here, and I'm not going to spend too much time here. Sorry. I'm just kind of pulling up the sheets. I have a gigabyte. GSP55AUD3, which came out in 2018. It's got an unknown processor installed because I didn't take the heatsink off. Uh, and that's a 2018 board with an LGA 1156 uh, socket on it. Gosh, that's like a KB Lake or what was it, Coffee Lake after that? Pin that that's, one. That's fairly that, recent. That's that's pretty recent. Like, okay. You could, okay. You could put that computer into service doing something useful. Okay. Um, an Asus P4S80X from 2002. It's got a 2.4 Pentium 4 installed and also has 512 uh, megs of RAM. I mean, I, you know, I could have warned you again up front. Uh-huh. Probably think of a use for everything you're going to no, throw you've out got here. It, That's like We got to get rid of one. That's like pretty late period, like retro PC now. Like okay. that's, that's probably fairly sought after in the, in the like ever increasing retro computing markets. Could that be a windows like, 98 machine or is it too late for that? That's exactly it. It probably could run 98 fine. Like it's all the questions always like, are there drivers for a given OS mm. for what's in this machine? Last one here is an Asus P five W DH deluxe from 2006. With a 2.13 gigahertz core two in it, not a core one, two duo, a core okay. two. If one of these is going to go, it's that one. That one, I'm flagging yes, it. Okay, absolutely. All right, flag for deletion. Like that, one, that one is neither new enough nor old enough to really be useful. Okay. 
All right, I I might try and put together a Windows 98 bare metal machine if I can do it with these parts. I do also have a power supply, which should be fine for that stuff. If it has the right motherboard connectors, I will check. Well, thank you, Brad. You could, yeah, you could you could definitely run Windows Me on there. Uh, um, that does, I need I need, the, need it for the old FMB gaming stuff is really uh, what I want it for. The compatibility should be fine. I would assume any game you could play in 98 would run in Me, but like Me lost some of the DOS underpinnings. Mm. or even more of them yeah so that's probably a no-go because a lot of those games i want to play like can alternatively boot and dos if you're having trouble with some of the 98 stuff that's my uh, thank you now i can clear out some of that gunk in that bin also i have like 800 case fans that i need to figure out what to do with just make a big old uh ventilation room for my house that's gonna do it for the banter should we get uh-huh. into the games sure Let's do it. Um, we've got some games here that we've been uh, ticking off on our to-do list and our boxes here, but one that we jumped into last week is uh, Call of Duty's Warzone 2.0, specifically the DMZ mode in that Brad and Alex, you and I, mm-hmm. you all and I jumped in there. I've been playing this a bunch with my brother and some other family members too. It's a three-person get-in-there Get do what you want to do. Get out with a mix of AI combatants and player other players in there, also trying to accomplish some goals. What'd you guys think? I like shocked how much I liked that and want to play more of it. So I've played it's because because it's pretty similar to Warzone, and I have played some Warzone two point. I've been wanting to play DMZ, but the my regular gaming crew is four people, and I wonder why DMZ tops out at three. I don't know if. <laughs> I don't know. I wonder what their design rationale was for not allowing teams of four in that thing. But anyway, this was the first time I got to play it. Like it's very similar to Warzone in terms of like objectives on the map. Um, there's I'm a surprised co- how much more I like it, considering like really the only big differentiators to me are their AI on the map uh-huh. and gear carries over from match to match right well the other thing is you can revive without doing buy-in so you can um if a a teammate teammate goes down you can always just kind of pop them back up if you have the opportunity there are some 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 of those details are different yeah and um you do have the cash in money thing if you you find stuff around the map you can cash it in but it's mostly for in in match upgrades which if you extract you get to keep like you said persistently for the next match um I, I don't know. Are the are the missions the same in Warzone now? I don't remember those. Like, can you take on those like cell phone missions? Yeah, there's like a bunch okay. of the. I mean, I don't know if there. There's like high value targets and stuff like that. I, okay. I don't know if they're all identical, but it's the same basic idea of there's a bunch of little objectives all over the place that you can do. Okay. To try to get better stuff and more money, but those are risky. So th- it's fun. Like I, playing with my brothers. The thing I realized I, I like is, um, and my cousin was playing is. You can kind of just squad up and there's always this tension of, is that a real player in, or is that AI? Because the AI, while they're pretty aggressive and you do go down pretty quickly if you're not careful and you can get swarmed and they're not pushovers, you know, you know, you're playing against AI. You can handle this. Yeah. That's the thing is that I'm going to say like, there is that initial like, <laughs> oh, is this a person or is it not? But like within about two seconds, yes. you will know because you'll either be dead or not. <laughs> right. Right. So like that's kind of a fun tension, right? Of like, oh, we're fighting AI and then somebody is actually running like a human. And you're like, that's a human. That's a human. And like then the situation changes, right? You suddenly have to play very differently. Yeah. Um and call in everybody. 
Because we were really just tearing ass through the a AI when we were playing together, and then it, literally the first time we saw real players <laughs> on the board, we were all dead in about 15 seconds. Yeah, and so I've had pretty good luck against the better luck than I usually have in a battle royale against human players. I think because of that mix, uh, I think there are fewer on there. I think there are fewer pressure points in, in DMZ than there are necessarily in Warzone where people can extract basically anytime they want. They can pop out of the map and finish their, mm -hmm. their mission anytime they want in the match. As time goes on, there are fewer places from which you can extract, so those become pressure points or, or those become, um, you know, engagement points. Yeah, the risk uh, is how long do you want to stay here? And, like, you know, the, the risk, you know, increases exponentially the, the further it goes in and the, the map tightens with the radiation zone. Uh, or it, it bleeds out. It actually yeah. push. It, it, it becomes zones are um, inhospitable in this weird pushing out radius thing, which... It is also interesting. I mean, it's effectively the same as the circle closing, but yeah, ha has some s minor differences in it. But uh, you kind of race to get on a helicopter to get out, and if that helicopter is the last one out of that map, it can get a little dangerous. Where um, you know, our final match was Alex was on the ground and Brad and I running towards the helicopter with a human people uh, behind us, and we just did not have time to pick up poor Alex. Uh, nope, but I also told you to go. Don't you blame told yourself. Me, tell me to go, and that guy was basically running towards the helicopter as we were lifting off, uh, kind of shooting out of it, and it was like a kind of cool gaming moment, you know? I, I, I love that you don't just snap into the helicopter when you extract, and like it turns into a cutscene. Like You're literally just on the helicopter, <laughs> running around, like poking your gun out of windows. Yes. Because you have to very like you have to be terrified that somebody's going to come jump you <laughs> before the helicopter lifts off lifts off because like what is it 30 seconds so it's it's if everyone from the same team has called the helicopter and is in the helicopter i believe it's like five seconds in the okay. helicopter if you're jumping into someone else's helicopter it's like 20 or 30 seconds yeah you have to so like it. that that last extraction where alex was down and we couldn't risk going out to get him and they yeah. were closing in was just like all right i see I yeah. wish I hadn't forgotten that I had the intel on me, which, it, um, sorry. No, and again, like, there's just so much more risk-reward to this than there is in a Battle Royale because those matches reset every time you queue, right? Yeah. Like, you win or you don't, and then you play again, and that's it. But in this, you know, like, you might have a you might have a five-extraction streak going because you get perks. Not yeah. only do you take equipment out, like, better guns, when you find them, you keep them if you don't die. Like every, I don't, I don't know. It's like one extraction, you get a perk. I don't know if it's every extraction or maybe it's like you need like two more. Like there's I think one at three and one at I've five. I've only ever gotten like two perks because you also okay. have to complete a mission in the right. in the time you're there. Uh, right, right. But there's like it's like a, it's it's almost it's almost a gambling kind of letting it ride kind of thing. <laughs> you know, of like, man, I'm on a hot streak here. We got to go again. <laughs> like I'm just yeah. gonna keep cashing stuff in and keep going. Or you could do like very quick things and be like, I just want that streak. So I'm going to get in, do a mission, get out, do a mission. Um, or you can be like, I want big money. I'm going to go bring in my good weapons this time because you lose them if you die in there. Or if you have your, um, your unlocked like call of duty, quote unquote weapons are in an insured slot, which goes on a timer if you, if you lose it. Uh, yeah, but you're, you know, you're, you're trying to do missions in there also for your, um, what do they call them? The, uh, they're like, <laughs> there's so many layers in this thing. Yeah. Uh, there are missions that you can take for faction, faction missions, which unlock other things like more weapon slots that become insured. So, you know, when Brad and Alex, you were playing, 
you tried to pick the same ones so that you can accomplish all those goals, which might be like, get this intel and get out, or, or storm a stronghold and get out, and those kind of escalate as well. It's it's like a, there's stuff to do in it. It's cool. It's it, it feels it feels a little bit to me like the World of Warcraftification of Escape from Tarkov. Yeah, like yes. It feels like this feels like the wow to Tarkov's EverQuest. There are definitely like, people listening to this being like Tarkov, and that for like, sure. Like Tarkov is the one that just beats the shit out of you mercilessly, yeah, and this is the one that sanded down a lot of those rough edges where, like, you yeah. don't lose those insured weapons. You they just go on a cooldown until you right. can use the slot again or whatever. Just gotta like, do your corpse run. You don't. You're, right. you're not gonna lose XP. Right. Uh, Stuff like that. Uh, it's, yeah. it's a it is a cool as hell game type though for sure. Yeah. Like I don't I don't know if I don't I don't know if this is the one I'll stick with. I hope there are a bunch more games to come like this. Like I would, I would kind of love for this to be like the hot new thing for uh, for the next minute. That's right, Arc to, Raiders to see, to see other people's take on this. Yeah, it's um, neat. I've been playing a bunch of it. I think even after that, I've played a couple more matches and hours. Um, it's the game I'm playing on the weekends with my family. So it's um, it's you know, again, it's three people maximum, but you can get a lot done in in that time, and it's pretty fun. And that push pull is pretty. <sighs> You're fragile, but there's a survivability thanks to being able to, you have a pretty long bleed out and mm-hmm. you can move pretty quickly. So if you can get back to a teammate, they can pop you back up pretty efficiently because you can move, you can, you can scoot your butt a pretty decent ways yeah. uh, to get out of combat. So there's a survivability in teams that I kind of like, though you can go down in like a split second because if uh, it, you can take some pretty rough damage. So Yeah. It, it, decent <clears throat> seems like this kind of game is really taken off. Somebody, somebody on Emu Leader on Discord um, mentioned a game called Marauders to me. Yeah, I saw that it, as well. Yeah. It's in this vein. Like it's a, I'm just going to read the pitch. A, a much more approachable Tarkov with a cool alternate history steampunk setting in space with World War II era guns. You even get a little bit of Sea of Thieves in there since teams spawn into the map with their own spaceship, which can be upgraded. <laughs> There is ship combat until you board the big ships where you then fight other teams on foot. Like that sounds amazing. Yeah, it does sound pretty uh, good. It's it's the, that, that one is early access. And I like I was looking at the steam reviews. It sounds like they're still figuring a lot of stuff out with mm-hmm. that one. So it might be a little early to get into it. But if there's stuff like that coming, that sounds kind of amazing. Like that feels like almost a whole new kind of multiplayer genre in some way. Yeah, I like uh, I'm trying to think of stuff that has led to this point you know destiny destiny was felt mostly pve or pvp right like did they have a pvpve yeah that's what gambit ended up being i mean that was introduced later yeah but you had Uh, to teleport in to go challenge the other players right didn't you have to like you you go and invade their yeah you're on separate maps you're on separate maps they're very specific rules and kind of pathways into fighting each other right so it was like Right, so it didn't have that tension. You're never going to mistake another player for yeah, an no, AI. Definitely not. Um, so, like this, I think that's the thing that you know, like when you're sitting down, you're looking, and you're like, "Those are all AI. Let's go in." And mm-hmm. then you're like, "And but then you see people scrambling that only people, human players, can." You're like, "Those are definitely humans. Let's not go there." Yeah, let's yeah. stay the hell away. Or let's go there. Let's do this. Uh, there was a thing I did with my brother that was a fun, fun one, which was disable a SAM site, which is this anti-air air thing. And so you know those planes that go over and do supply drops. You, you, if you 
if you hack the thing, it'll just shoot those down and you can go get the supply drops. Uh, but it makes you a giant target on the map while it's, and it's, so it's a really interesting one, um, because it's just turning and shooting these giant missiles off and humans and AI are both flooding in. Um, it, I don't know. it's, it's got cool modes. Yeah. I, <clears throat> I would play more DMZ. It, it is, it feels like we just started scratching the surface of that. Yeah. It is straight it's, up it's, the first call of duty thing I've enjoyed in ages. Yeah. I mean, there's like nothing against call of duty. Cause like, I'm not saying it's bad or anything. I've just kind of lost interest in it over the years, but yes, this is the first time I've played call of duty in a long time that I got really excited about. And that's, um, they say that's still in beta and it's definitely a wonky in some parts, especially the matchmaking menus. I mean, that whole menu system, we said it during the stream, but oh, it's bad. It's, uh, it's, it's a, a mess. Little, it's a little messy in there and sometimes i think brad you said you were getting other people's voice chats during the matchmaking yes, yes. And, and people in twitch chat were saying that that's like a known bug that they have also experienced like, like before we got into not proximity chat to be clear like yeah actual like in party the, chat, was, in the, in the during, lobby during matchmaking it straight up changed the <laughs> list of party members from you guys to some random people that's who bad. i could hear talking to each other <laughs> for bad. a minute it couldn't have been more than five seconds of their voice chat or something but still I mean, that's bad. It was five um, seconds more than you want. Uh, so that's uh, Call of Duty's Warzone 2.0. It's the only part I've played of 2.0, and I haven't even played the Call of Duty, though now I own it because I wound up buying the Battle Pass and the, the deal they had during the last week or the holiday break. Uh, but that's the DMZ specifically. Uh, I've enjoyed it. I'm going to keep going with it. Um, I got to get my Battle Pass's money's worth. I got to get enough for the next Battle Pass. That's the whole point. Uh, we'll take a quick break here. We're going to come back with some other games, a grip of other games that we have touched recently. Stay tuned. This week's show is brought to you by Rocket Money. Brad Shoemaker, Alex Navarro. I bet you guys have subscriptions. I had a lot of subscriptions. I had too many subscriptions, and at a certain point... I had to drill down. I had to. I had to focus. I had to make sure that I did not have so many subscriptions anymore. You had to take time out of your day, my busy schedule, your time, which is worth more than anything, to find those subscriptions and cancel. Brad Shoemaker, do you live a subscription lifestyle? I am just a walking monthly bill at this point. <laughs> it's the world we live in. If you need help, boy, guys, I got some. Uh, I got some news for you. Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps you lower your bills all in one place. It says here that most people think they're spending $80 on their subscriptions, but in reality, the number is closer to 200. My God. What are we even doing? With Rocket Money, you can easily cancel the ones you don't want with just the press of a button. Rocket Money also lets you monitor all your expenses in one place, recommends custom budgets based on your past spending, and they'll even send you notifications when you've reached your spending limits. Stop wasting money on things you don't use. Cancel your unwanted subscriptions and manage your money the easy way by going to rocketmoney.com slash nextlander. That's rocketmoney.com slash nextlander. Rocketmoney.com slash nextlander. Thanks, Rocket Money. All right, we are back, and a game I'm excited to ask you about, Brad Shoemaker. 
Have you played more of the case of the Golden Idol? Yes, that game rules. That game uh, does indeed rule. I I went I went and started over because I started it on a stream originally, and that's a great way to gloss over and miss details. So, kind of went back and like really studied everything mm-hmm. because that game is extremely not explicit in its narrative. That's the um, that's the kind of Mad Libs fill in the blank narrative logic game that you talked about last week. I mm-hmm. guess I would yeah. call it detective game. Very Apple II ish. Very kind uh, of yeah. Like literally every Steam review mentions Oberdin. Oberdin, like sure. If, if people, if people want a point of comparison, I think it scratches that same itch. But like, for me, that is a very like quiet morning with coffee kind of game. For me, like, it was honestly, a, yeah, say late night with tea. But yes, like honestly, like what it really scratches is the itch that you also scratch with like crossword puzzles and Sudoku and stuff. To me. Because it's straight up just logicking out answers to questions, filling mm-hmm. in filling in gaps in information by staring at scenes. No time guess, pressure, like, really. Yeah, no, it's very chill. Like the, I mean, you just it's just just mouse driven. The thing I was going to ask you is like, do you think literally every single solution in that game has a very concrete tell in there, or are there some of them that either depend on process of elimination or like are maybe a little fuzzy in the information they want you to interpret? I've had I've had a couple where it's like, okay, I can really only identify this person's name because I already figured out the other eight people in the scene. Yeah. And I'm I'm really not seeing anything that explicitly puts a label on who this guy is, but it's the last name I have left, so it has to be him. I was gonna say I was gonna make the cop out of intentionally so, like in a case like that where if you can get seven of eight, it's intentionally that you can get this last one by process of a process of elimination becoming the puzzle mechanic, you know, but okay. I, I, yes. I don't, I don't, I don't know for sure. There are definitely somewhere. So the game has a mechanic where if you have two or more wrong, if you have three or more wrong things, it'll say error. Like stuff is not here, but if you have two or fewer, it'll, it'll tell you that, right? So if you have if you have eight things on a page and they're in six of them are right and two of them are are reversed, it'll say two or fewer things are out of order here. So you can start changing one at a time to see if it becomes three or more or if you're in the section with the if this is the one. So you can game it a little bit that way. And I did do some of that of like, oh, when I changed this one, now it says three or more are wrong. So clearly that's not the wrong thing. Okay, so uh, I'm on the I'm on the fourth chapter right now. The first chapter passed where we left off on the stream. Okay, where the, that's where the guy is is immolating in the courtyard. Okay, it's the one after that. Yes, and that's um, the big party. Yes, or is there's it? like a there's like a hidden there's a secret bar downstairs kind of thing. Okay. Uh, and anyway, that's so that's the first time I've gotten anything wrong, but I must have gotten it so wrong that it didn't didn't even say, "Hey, two of these are wrong." It just said, "Hey, this is all wrong." Okay, yeah. So if it says that, that means there's more. I, I'm sorry, I, you're on a different scene than I remembered, but yes, um, yes, that's the one with the the boarding house and the yes, yeah, yes, um, yeah. So if it's red and it says like uh, things are wrong here, that means more than two things yeah, that's, are wrong. That's what I got. So I must have really screwed something up. Uh. I think there's, you know, there's some leeway there has to be because sometimes it'll be like blank, blank and blank, blank. We're in this room. So it can't have you put them in the right order because that's not fair. Uh, so there's some leeway yeah. there. Uh, eventually, I never really found a particular. 
label or co- they're color coded certain groups of things. Usually names are like a certain color, but it's not like, I don't think adjectives are a certain color and I don't think proper nouns are a certain color. It, sometimes it seems like it is trying to group things in a, in a certain color. And it does feel like the game wants you to progress from it. When you go to this logical thinking side of things, it has a couple of panels and then the Mad Libs. And I think it wants you to always do those other panels first and then fill in the Mad Libs. Uh, so you can pull the names from there. It's, it's neat. I'm glad you're enjoying it because it's, it's, awesome. it's pretty unique. It's only 18 bucks. Um, it's like a fun soundtrack and style to it. Yeah. And- yeah you know, like the atmosphere and the style are a big part of it. Like it just, it starts getting into like a cult intrigue very quickly. <clears throat> Yes. And like, yeah, that that's the stuff that's really establishing the good mood is there's a thing on that courtyard scene that I just happened to not click on on the stream that I saw for the first time myself. It's it's the object the guy is doing the thing with, like when you look at the back of it and look at the note in his pocket and stuff and realize what's going on there. And it's like, oh, wow, if you're enjoying if you Uh, like that tone, then that then you got to buckle up because that whole then, game pushes yeah. the pedal down. And then like in the next scene, you start getting even more of like, Oh, there's like some whole secret society or something <laughs> going on here. And just like, it's, it's, it's cool. It, they are, they are building a, a web of kind of occult mythology slowly, but surely that is really fun to uncover. So the game, the game is great about it's un it's uh, revealing that stuff through explicit means and in the margins so if you do have to kind of piece together a bunch but then by the end of the game you do get this kind of um fantastic wrap-up i think that that kind of puts it all uh very clearly into perspective so uh it it, it wraps up very well yeah. i'll say it doesn't leave you hanging being like what was this thing it's like oh this is explicitly what this was yeah there's also just a real good, I, I mean, I, I don't really know Agatha Christie, but I don't know if that's a good comparison. Just kind of a murder, most foul kind of mm-hmm. vibe to everything. Cause like pretty much every, somebody is dead in every scene pretty much. Oh yeah. Yes. Um, there's like a lot of stabbings to solve and so forth. Um, uh, yes. yeah, it's, it's cool. I, I, I realized it pretty much has everything you need in the game, I think to solve everything. But at one point, until I until I went and caught something I had missed, like I thought I was gonna have to all tab out and go look up what day of the week September seventh, seventeen eighty six was. Okay, <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh, like it was that kind of thing. Is like, am I gonna have to do some like meta puzzle puzzle solving of going and finding info on my own? But I think most everything is in there. I, yeah, I, I one time I was very close to using the in game hint system. But it really makes you click like five times to, huh. to unlock it. So by the time I was like, okay, I'll just I'll just go and see if because it's like, do you really want it? Did you look at everything? I'm like, okay, all right, I'll go take another look. And I didn't wind up having to use it again after that. Kind of by your by that fourth scene ish. If you're in that deep, you kind of understand what the game is looking for at that point. You know, kind of how things are gonna work. Um, and that there can be red herrings and other things that are, you know, in the game. Yeah. It's, uh, it's yeah, very neat. Uh, the, the stuff, the stuff I'm hung up. Well, we don't need to get too deep into it. The stuff I'm hung up on right now is like, what weapon did the assailant use here? And, and what, by what, by what means did he gain ingress into this place? You know what I mean? It's mm-hmm. like, I can't quite tell if he came in through that way or that other way. And I can't quite tell what he did the, 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 the deed with. 
It's funny because that that was one of the hardest ones for me. Like, oh, really? Okay, that, that makes me feel game. better because there's there's like in both of those cases there's like there's like three different things he could have stabbed this person with, and I really yeah. don't see which one. It's it's not the one I thought it was that seemed like the obvious one. So what's going on here? But that, I, I I can't bring myself to just trial and error. It I can't not. I cannot just drag everything in and every possible combination until it works. That's just not satisfying enough. Uh, the nice thing too, is if you, if you do find yourself in kind of like, uh, I'm making this tenuous connection, I'll go with it. And it does lock in and you solve it. It gives you a then expositional text of what happened. Yeah. So yes. that it is nice that you're not left being like, how did this person do this thing? It's yeah, like, it was, this is exactly how it works. Yeah. The, the last thing I'll say about it is like, I, I knew it had its, its hooks in when I actually went back to a previous chapter. Once I had learned more mm. information, I was like, oh man, I want to go like confirm X, Y, and Z in that last scene. Now that I know this, like it's, yeah. it's, it's very intricate and well put together. Uh, a little tip I'll give you. If you don't know, you might be using it already. I started using this late game and there are a lot of people. You can rearrange all of the, uh, uh, words on the bottom of the screen into any order or sort them if you want, if you want to sort them. But sometimes I found it very helpful to keep first and last names together and then separate them first and last names, separate them. Cause you do run into a spot where you just have a lot of people. Uh, those, those cloud cloudslies get around. Uh, all right. That is the case of the golden idol available on steam. And that's it right now. This game should be a slam dunk on a switch. Uh, there's yeah, not really a lot so. of typing or anything like that. Yeah, uh, I probably would work on, I would guess, other consoles without touchscreens as well. I, I did. You could, you could I played probably. it with a controller. Oh, it has controller support. Okay. Yeah. Um, I I don't know if it has native. It must have native. I played it on the Steam Link, and it seemed like it has native controller support where you're hitting a button to toggle the mouse to slow down so you can get finer control. Uh, so, yeah, it worked. It worked fine there. All right, moving on here quickly. This one, not going to spend too much time on here, but I finished High on Life, uh, if you don't remember. Did you? I did finish High on Life. I was kind of sitting near the end because I had a bug that I was really annoyed about oh. where I, I couldn't collect any more of the crystals that get you those uh, teleport in those islands, and I just wanted to see all of them. But then I looked up another bug, which was an exploit to get infinite crystals, so oh, I was able go. to <laughs> bypass that. To then teleport the system in works. Uh huh. Uh, and then I, f- I wrapped up the game, finished it up, and uh, yeah, you know, my feelings on high on life. Mm-hmm. If I were to rate this out of five stars, let's say, who would do it'd be that? Somewhere between a three and a four. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, it'd be like it's like middle of the road. I kind of wore out on it at a certain point. I, I don't think I'm going to end up going back and finishing it at any point because it's it's not bad. I just feel like it kind of runs out of joke steam, like kind of around the yeah. midway point, And like mm-hmm. the stuff they start adding on over time is just not that funny or interesting. Yeah. So yeah. I don't know. I kind of I kind of just lost my wind with it. And I don't feel like the gameplay is good enough to drive me back to it. Totally. Yes, that that is the three of the four. I would go. I'd say the four would be they're they're trying like the gameplay is not terrible. It's uh they're trying with the different weapons and the upgrades and all of that stuff. The three probably comes in on the uh, that's a really long joke. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that is a really long. It's a lot of wind up and maybe not as much payoff as you would hope. Yeah, it's really long and um not that varied of a tone. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. you're. You're sustaining this note for a very, very, very long time, 
without reprieve. Um, and you know, I think that notes better in shorter doses or staccato, let's say. Yeah. Um, so yeah, high on life. You know, I played it on game pass. I, it's out there. It's apparently free is not a bad way to play that game. Extremely well on game pass. Um, apparently doing extremely well. I believe it. Um, so I, I, I believe I, I believe I read. I'm trying to confirm. I want to say it was the, and I'm not even sure what metrics they use to track this, but I want to say it was the biggest Game Pass game launch of the year. I think I I saw that. I was going to say ever, but that, maybe that's not right. Maybe Halo or something would be at that point. But um, um, and apparently yeah. selling very well on Steam as well. So I guess there's definitely an audience for this. Totally, Rick and Morty is still one of the most popular shows on TV. Mm-hmm. Like it is certainly one of the most popular animated shows on TV. And you know, it does not surprise me that the Royland factor would bring a bunch of people wanting to play something in that vein. It's just that I think the game itself is pretty middling. Yeah, it's it's like average. Yeah, yeah. it's um not, not terrible, just not that exciting, and it really depends on your willingness to go along with the gags. Yeah, um, didn't hate it, didn't love it, just kind of mm-hmm. right in the middle. And uh, I I think this developer um can make a good game. So like it, it's a it, you know it's hard to make a, a solid game. Uh, bugs aside, um, but I think they have great core concepts in there. I think the tone of the game is probably where it runs a little long in the tooth. Mm-hmm. But, uh, and, and you know, some of the combat encounters are a little samey kind of, kind of, it, it's like, it, it's, I think if I were to encapsulate high on life into one really pithy thing is it has some ideas that they stretch too thin, you know, right. like combat and, and tonally. So, uh, high on life. Did That's you, that, last, man. last question. Did you ever yeah. sit and watch the entirety of Tammy and the T-Rex? No, but there are like three or four other movies. In There's there. like four total, I think. Uh, and you do can they, just they, summon they... a movie theater at some point, which oh, wow. might have the actual mystery science theater people in it. There are three aliens sitting in the movie theater. They're definitely doing an MSK 3000 thing. Uh-huh. I don't know enough about Mystery Science Theater and the new Mystery Science Theater to know if they're the actual voices. Also, remember when I kept saying that sounds like Sarah Silverman? I think that's Sarah Silverman's sister doing the voice of the sister oh, in the game. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Um I, I know I knew she had a brother. I didn't know she had a sister. I think she's well known. I think she's done other stuff before. Um you guys know media and movies way better than I do, so uh, I'm. I looked it up and I saw a Silverman in there. Laura Silverman. Laura Silverman. I think she might be the sister in the game because man, that really sounded like Sarah Silverman. Okay. Um, yeah, she does do voice acting. Like she does voice acting on Bob's Burgers. Okay. Okay. Yeah, it looks like the it looks like the Mystery Science Theater style thing is actually the Red Letter Media guys. Okay. Okay. <laughs> well, all right. <laughs> the, I mean, that's also. Do they do like? movie talk over stuff at red letter i don't know if they do much of that they're they're much more discussion based okay i don't i don't keep up with their youtube channel too much but it's 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 way more them talking to each other rather than talking over movies but Mm -hmm. maybe maybe they have started doing some of that stuff i don't know there are cameos in there that you would expect from somebody who has ties to hollywood uh there are other things in there as well that you're like huh okay that's Mm -hmm. a you got a fun cameo in there. That's pretty good. At the end, also just some random cameos that you're like, okay, that's a pretty good bit. Um, good on you. Good on you. Good on you for paying that money. I will not ask you to spoil what they are. That's how I will let not people spoil find it. for themselves. Yes. Um, I could. I when we take our break, I can tell you. Okay. Uh, another game here quickly that I have booted up, and all I want to do is go back 
and play it. I will probably play it after I'm done editing this podcast. Is I don't know if, how to pronounce this specifically. I think it's Atrio the Dark Wild. Atrio, Atrio, Atrio. I played this. I played uh, this game on a, one of those Tuesday morning streams a while ago. Uh, it's a factory building game where you uh, kind of are this uh, robotic um, humanoid who is put up into a world. And you are kind of tasked with rebuilding the surface of this planet, basically this uh, thing. And in true factory building fashion, you are slowly ramping up with um, conveyor belts and and all this sort of uh, of stuff. And there's the the main mechanic in it is you have sources of light and it's all dark around the borders. And then you are trying to expand that light and to expand that light, you need more resources. And the whole thing is kind of packed into a what do we call what do we call the portal sense of humor the um hmm. the satisfactory portal uh you are a um cog in some kind of snarky machine sense huh. of humor do you know I what i mean you know, about, you, you know that thought tone? about putting a label on yeah that. i just call that portal gags portal it's humor like, do you guys know what I'm talking yes, about? Yes, I do. Right? That, yeah, yeah it's, there's like some kind of vaguely dystopian, like corporate, yes, hierarchy kind of. Hmm, I don't have a good name for that. Corpo core, like where where um bodily harm is like those bodily like hey don't push this thing because you'll be dismembered. Have a good day, you know that yes, style of yes, you yes, know. there's a gleeful celebration of brutalizing your employees kind of thing. Yes, exactly. So it's it's kind of got that wrapper on it, but it is not. I should make clear, it is not like uh, the cake is a lie. References. It's not. You know. It's okay. not. Well, yeah. thank God for that. Yeah, yeah. It's not that. It's just that that tone of like, um, you know, even shipbreakers kind of had it of like, hey, you know, uh, chances are you won't die. Uh, nine out of ten chance you will. You know, like you know that that kind of thing. But uh, it's it's cool. It's on. I'm playing it over on the Epic Game Store. It's like twenty bucks. Uh, it's neat. It came out of early access, so it's it's one now. And I do like a factory building game and it's got its hooks in me and I want to play more of it. Uh, it's the thing I most want to play right now. Uh, the thing I did play though, mm-hmm. whole lot of, uh-huh. is vampire survivors. Mm-hmm. It started. I played it on game. Wait, oh, yeah. wait, is this the first time you've played it? Mm-hmm. Wow. Played it on, uh, I mean, I had seen you guys play a bunch of it, and Alex, I've seen you play a bunch of it. I had a pretty good idea of what's going on here. Uh, I played it on the the Game Pass version, and uh, I was showing my kids, and I was like, you guys might get a kick out of this. This is kind of... Eh, check this out. On Xbox specifically? On Xbox, yeah. Oh, and, okay, so I have not played the console version. I mean, it seems identical. I've, I've only ever played it with keyboard and mouse. I mean, I, I assume... Did it have? Con- I guess it has controller support on PC, doesn't it? I've never tried... I believe it has it, though. I mean, God, why would you ever use it? Wait, I, I, well, I mean, I what like are you the, doing? You're just moving an analog the bigger, stick. The bigger thing, though, is like everything's so tiny. I don't know how big your TV is or how close you sit, but I, or, I mean, whatever. As, yeah. as long as you can tell which one you are and which one the enemies are, I guess that's all that really I matters. I know exactly how big his TV is <laughs> and exactly how close he sits, and uh, both are, are appropriate <laughs> for the situation. Okay. Yeah, it's. I've never had a readability problem. I mean... Never had a readability problem. That game is a readability problem inherently. Uh-huh. But um, 
So here's my thing with Vampire Survivors. Bring it. It is when you are at the point where you're just destroying everything. Like you have got your build, you've maxed everything out, you've mutated. What are they called? Fused or um, when you when you uh, evolve when you make the, evolved your weapons. And there's just scythes, fl- scythes flying out of you and like lightning strikes happening. Nothing can touch you. Mm-hmm. Um, and you're just kind of waiting for the Grim Reaper to come and take your day. Is, is, uh, that is very satisfying and very fun. Do you just do that over and over again? Yes. <laughs> okay. All right. Just yes. checking. <laughs> okay. You and do so- that over and over again and you do not stop. <laughs> Um, that's the loop, right? And it, I, mm-hmm. I assume it's like, hey, I'm gonna do that with different weapons and see how overpowered I can get. It's about evolving all the different weapons because all the unlocks are tied to that stuff. So, like, you know, it's evolving all the weapons, unlocking all the possible weapons. It's about unlocking all the different characters because there are a bunch of hidden ones that you have to do specific things in certain levels with certain oh. modes turned on, kind of stuff. Sometimes to unlock certain ones. Okay. Uh, and it is, I think, about, you know, basically just saying I'm going to play every character in every level. In every level, right? Yeah. Okay. I'm going to check those boxes. When you play now, do you just play with, gosh, is it Hyper and um, what's Inverse the other is the other one. There's another one. Well, there's Inverse, Inverse and yet. then, yeah, there's, okay, so <laughs> Inverse mode you unlock later, uh, and there's also the easier mode, which you can get, uh, which is sort of the endless mode. There's um, a hype. There's a hyper, there's a hyper which makes the too. time. Yeah, and there was there's one the more Arcana. toggle on there. Okay, those are just buffs yes. that are just good. They're all yeah, good. They're, they're tarot cards that get, that give you various abilities, and then like certain chests in the world will unlock those as you play. Um, and then there was a. Why would you want to put money into the curse? I don't know. Okay. Is it to make it harder? I mean, some people want it just to be harder, especially once you kind of max out characters to the point where they are just just slicing through enemies like butter. Um, there are certain things that are tied to certain cursed objects, though. Mm. Again, I have not done all the research here. I have not looked into every nook and cranny of this thing to understand why every single thing is the way it is or why you would want it. But uh, what I can tell you is that uh, the fun is just peeling back the layers and also watching everything die forever. Uh, the other thing I wanted to add, uh, so I unlocked, I maxed out every passive ability on that tree. Mm-hmm. Are there more you get or that's it? Except for curse. I didn't put money into curse. Yeah, that's the only one I don't really have anything in. Um, once you've, Once everything that's on the board has been checked yeah. off, that pretty much is those. But over time, when you're playing through the levels, you will either buy in the, the shop or by, by killing certain sub-bosses, unlock these golden eggs that will give you very small permanent stat boosts to whichever character you're playing. Okay. There are sometimes things, and it's not the vacuum gem, which I do love. I love that effect when mm-hmm. you suck up all the gems. It's not that one. There are sometimes I will hit something where I level up like 10 times in a row. And I don't know what I have picked up, but it's it amazing. It does not matter. That's luck, I think, <laughs> is, is part of what ties into that. Here's the thing. Okay. Everything about that game and the way it works and the way it, it, it affects your brain chemistry, I am 99.9% <laughs> sure is identical to what a slot machine does to your brain. <laughs> I mean, definitely when we hit those chests and my kids are there, 
they jump off the couch when it's the five one uh-huh. and they're like, yes uh that's and- just that's just video games now yeah that's just video I, games. I've, 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 I've made reference to gambling in regard to dmz already mm-hmm. we're doing so about vampire survivors mm-hmm. i would say it maybe about another game that mm-hmm. i will talk about all i'm saying yeah. is that like the fu- functionally just hitting those WASD keys as you walk around and occasionally clicking on a new thing that you've unlocked <laughs> is functionally identical to a bunch of blue hairs in reno fucking pressing the nickel slot button over and over and over and over and over again let me ask you this before we go on Vampire Survivors. One of the greatest games of the year, by the way. I've, I've heard. Um, who's your character and what's your must-have two weapons? Oh, God. It really depends. I, I, I'm really not that precious about it, Like especially now that I'm kind of going through and trying to be like, okay, I want to at least like beat a level okay. with every character kind of stuff. I do really like there's this one unlockable character, uh, and by, I mean, a hidden one, that is... I don't know how to describe them exactly. Their body is like a big weird ball and then there's a human torso on top and they have like okay. they have a permanent version of the upgraded uh magic wand. So it okay. is basically just machine gunning bursts out at all times. That's pretty good. Did Did you know that you could play this game on itch like right in the browser? <laughs> I believe it. I did not. I I it, this may not be the full version. There is a like get the full version on Steam link at the mm-hmm. bottom, actually. But like I, I was looking around to see if it was anywhere else because it's also on iOS. And I was going to ask Alex if he'd played the no. mobile version. I I downloaded it and then never launched it mainly because I don't want to like split progress on across yet another version. I don't want to split progress, and also I don't want that game in more than one place because <laughs> that is just too much temptation. Yeah, and like I already went from Steam to, to Game Pass once, but yeah, it's it's on edge. Vinny, the other thing I was going to say is I just randomly looked at the hardware requirements on Steam. Yeah. You can play that game on that Pentium 4 of yours. Fantastic. Great. It straight up lists a Pentium 4 as the minimum CPU. Stay tuned for me building my Vampire Survivors machine. Uh-huh. Um, dedicated arcade. Oh, you know what? Okay. What if I just take that board, that Pentium 4, and make a freestanding Vampire Survivors arcade machine? Good, good. That'd be kind of cool. Like, I won't get stop some you. Art, artwork, and it just has a joystick in the middle. That's it. No buttons, no nothing. It's got a joystick and a start button. I, that's dumb enough to do. I might, yeah. I might look into that. I've got an old about- monitor, like an old VGA monitor here too. <laughs> that would be pretty good. Does it have an attract mode? That's the, that's the real question. It needs to cycle the title screen. Ah, uh, for that if, to truly work. Yeah, you're right. I, I you, have could, to, you could you could gen you could set it up to you could gen something up to boot into that looked like an attract mode. Yeah, probably. Right. Yeah, you had to. I'm gonna look into this. This is uh, this sounds all fantastic. All right, Brad. You mentioned it. You your words, not mine. Mm-hmm. Vegas casino gambling. That can only mean one thing. Yeah, I don't. I debated whether to even mention I'm still down the Dota hole. It's down the Dota. Dota. Hole. <laughs> <sighs> Maybe I'll be done by the, the battle pass expires, like around the moment that most people will be hearing this podcast. Oh, there's no more, right? That's the, so that's the last just, battle pass. Though, I've, I've mostly, I've just been, I, I'm like half a level at the time of this <laughs> recording, like half a level away from the level I was trying to get to, to unlock the last trinket. Are you going to do it? You hope that I wanted. Oh yeah. Yeah. It'll okay. take like two more matches or something. Two more but, quick matches. Yeah, I've just I've just been playing turbo so far, but I keep thinking about doing my placements for ranked. I think I've got enough of a feel for it that I could maybe try to. I don't know. Who's your character? 
Not that I would know, but no, there is no there, okay. there's no such thing as having a character in that game. Mm-hmm. Like it's, there, it's 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 very situational. Is there a class or a type that you feel more comfortable um, using? Well, heroes are heroes are are uh, strength, agility, intelligence is okay. basically how they're. But there are, the roles are role. That's the word. I'm the role for. roles are kind of orthogonal to that because okay. there are there are int carries and agility carries and strength supports and all kinds of stuff like that. Is but, there one that you least like being for not forced into, but having to take on? Oh, like who would I never want to play ever? Yeah. with like the roles are all taken and you're like, Oh, I'm not. Oh, that Oh, yeah. Um, it's the famous, I don't know for a fact that Greg Kasavin wrote this line, although he must have the famous, the famous line from the bastion announcer pack. Nobody likes to play support yet. Everybody likes to win. <laughs> I mean, yes, because, Supports win games, but I like support characters. I like playing support in certain people. games. Like I liked playing support yeah. in in uh, in Overwatch, but yeah, I mean, tons, other games yeah. not so much. Everybody tons, loves tons a healer. Tons, tons of people. Well, they're not just healers. They're I mean, a lot of them are quite aggressive. Mm. Um, but they're not they're not characters that need farm. Like okay, they're characters, they're characters that can be effective without a bunch of gold. Is basically why they're supports. Uh. I don't, I'm, not, I'm not really partial to anything okay. in particular. I mean, okay. utility player. It's fun. It's fun to play a hard carry when you suck. Like it's, I, I'm ashamed to admit it, but playing a carry and getting really farmed allows you to be bad at the game and still kill people. Sure, I see. Because that. Because all you have to do is right click them. Okay. It's actually like, like, like farming up a carry is actually just a crutch for like I want to feel like I did something in this game. <laughs> I'm bad at it. I mean, listen, you got to like, start somewhere, right? Like, yeah, like the, a lot of the other roles require like way more mechanical knowledge and dexterity and nuance. So, yeah. Anyway, I should not play more Dota after this, but stay if you, tuned. If you enjoy it, you I, play it, man. I mean, Dota. they gave me they gave me that free month of Dota Plus that's going to keep going for another three weeks. You do you do Dota. You do Dota. All right, that's Call of Duty, Case of the Golden Idol, High on Life, Atrio, Atrio, The Dark Wild, Vampire Survivors, and Dota, Dota Two. What if? What if instead of me stopping Dota, you guys started? No, I've tried Dota. I it's so you guys know how bad my memory is. It's like a, like you said, it's a mechanically dense game. It's, oh, that, it's fucking, um, it's, man, dude. <laughs> that where you where you have to know what all these other characters do, and there's what like hundred. How many characters um, are there? I'd have to check. They're probably up to like 110-ish now, if I had to guess. It's like a lot to know what the other characters are yeah, doing, like, you know? They have added so much since I stopped playing. Um, it's like, so I enjoy that stuff. I think it's just a little, it's a lot to keep in top of mind, you know, yeah, to come in. It is. Um, so it I, don't, is. I don't know if it's the game for me, it's, but yeah. I, I understand it. It's I'll, like the... the the classic conundrum in Dota for me is, do I need a BKB or not? The Black King bar, the item that gives you magic resistance. Mm. Because a lot of item or a lot of abilities on the part of other heroes that seem like they should be stopped by magic resistance actually aren't. Well, that's not like, fair. Some abilities just go through it. Like some, yeah. <laughs> it's a lot to memorize. It's like the classic, can Shazam beat Superman? Yeah, exactly. He's kind of magic and Superman's weak to magic, you know? But should his abilities? Yes, I, I exactly what you're saying. How is there not a comic book mo- moba? Has there been? Oh, the lights is a nightmare. Would was probably... there was was there was there a was there a cash in comic book moba back in the moba heyday that I've forgotten about? I don't remember one, but you're right. That does feel like kind of a slam dunk. 
I mean, oh, if there was God. one, it was probably like Image or something. I, there totally was. It was Infinite Crisis. Oh, is that? that is that DC? Yes. Yes, it is. Hmm. I completely forgot that game existed. Remember when everybody tried to make a MOBA? Yes, yeah. I, there was a very yeah. brief period, but there were a bunch of them at once. Yes, the MOBA Wars. Mm-hmm. We, I survived the MOBA Wars. Begun the MOBA Wars have. <laughs> uh, think there'll be a Dota 3? No. No. They'll just no. keep this one going. What it, well, okay, last question on Dota 2. What's Dota? What's Dota now? Do people still play? There have to still be people playing Warcraft 3 Dota. I don't okay. know. Um, if I said Dota, people would assume I'm talking about Dota 2. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Almost almost certainly. I, it's hard the to The ones that don't go really. running screaming the other direction would, yes. Um, I haven't checked in years, but I mean, for a long time, I mean, Valve hired Ice Frog, which is, he was like kind of the, the Dota guy. Like, they were still updating the War 3 Dota map before balance changes would come out to the real Dota 2. Like, oh, they wow. were still They were still keeping the original version updated oh, and wow. like kind of in sync with... That's probably stopped now because I think they're finally doing things in this that the Warcraft 3 engine probably can't accommodate. Mm. That's my guess. What do you think would cause, if you could if you could try and fantasize one thing or posit one thing that would cause a Dota 3, would it have to be a huge technology change? I, or? I, think, I, think, I think it is impossible. I think there is absolutely <laughs> zero chance that will ever happen. It would and take it's kind an of weird extinction they, level event. It's, it's kind of weird that they even called it Dota 2 in the first place, honestly. Mm. Uh because it really is just that game. I mean, now they've added so much to it. It's it's certainly more than that, but it is that it, at its core, it is that game. All right. But I feel I, they probably just felt like they couldn't get away with just calling it Dota. Because <laughs> at the time, it was, it was this yeah. free mod that was I, yeah. played like very widely, especially right. in like parts of Europe and Asia. It was fucking huge, and the idea of a corporation, even even one as beloved as Valve in a lot of ways, like the idea of a company coming in and like taking control of Dota was like kind of disgusting to a lot of people i mean league is still huge right yeah it's yeah league is absolutely bigger than dota and is there anybody else in that pool that's uh in the like huge moba space yeah um gosh i don't i can't think of anybody yeah i don't know it it, it was big for a while there but i i know league i see all the time yeah league League and dota are still huge but i don't think anybody else really stuck around there i think most of the esports are shooters these days i feel like yeah team shooters all right uh that's gonna do it for the games we've got some news to get to so we're gonna take a quick break stick around we'll be right back This week's show is brought to you by Bespoke Post. Alex Navarro, you know I love packages. I mean, I get them all the time. It's always an exciting time when a box arrives at your door. It is always an exciting time. Sometimes they open that box and it's from Bespoke Post. And inside that box, like this week, is a knife. It's a, a, you know, a thing I can use when I need to cut things. I think this one, I, this, I've gotten more than a few knives from Bespoke Post. Are you trying this, to say that when you get a knife, the thing you need to do with a knife is knife? <laughs> I might have gotten around to say that in a shorter way, I, yes. Yeah, all right. Uh, this one was uh, specifically a uh, fishing knife, which means it's got uh, all the things you need to fillet a fish, let's say, or, or field dress a fish. Bespoke Post puts together a box of awesome, and the things inside that box range from whiskey glasses, which I've gotten, I've gotten... Uh, incense things that I still have and use in my bathroom, uh, and sometimes, occasionally, a knife uh, that'll go inside a kit that is themed 
because, Alex Navarro, you take a quiz at boxofawesome.com. Your answers will help them pick the right Box of Awesome for you. They release new boxes every month across a ton of different categories, and each box is valued at around $70, but you're only going to pay a fraction of that price. This is one of my favorite parts, Alex. With each Box of Awesome, you're supporting small businesses. 90% of everything that comes in your Box of Awesome is from a small up-and-coming brand. It's free to sign up, and you can skip a month or cancel at any time. To get 20% off your first monthly box, sign up at boxofawesome.com and enter the code NEXTLANDER at checkout. That's boxofawesome.com. Code NEXTLANDER for 20% off your first box. Boxofawesome.com. Code NEXTLANDER. Thanks, Bespoke Post. And we are back, and it is time for the video games. And by video games, I mean the video games news. But it's picking up. Brad Shoemaker, you've gone through and plucked some stories here, and I think... Is this our first, this is clearly we're still in January, but our first presser, big, I don't know, what do you call them now? They're not press conferences. The publisher live stream. Publisher events thing. Yeah. Microsoft has announced this developer direct, excuse me, developer underscore direct. Oh, thank you. I like, I, I appreciate that they styled it that way. <laughs> um I guess it's the first one of these they've done, but it sounds it sure does sound like a series that's probably going to happen. In the uh, would you say in the vein of like say a Sony's um what do they call them? Showcase state of, state of play. State of play, yes. Or or more to the point, a Nintendo, Nintendo direct. Not underscore direct. Yes. Um I mean I like the pitch for this because it sounds like it's just the developers doing the presentations themselves. Mm. Uh like probably from their own studios, if I had to guess. Well, let's get the um, let's get the major details out of the way. Where can people? When can people catch it? Uh, what is it? Wednesday, January twenty fifth at twelve p.m. Pacific. Okay, and then it's going to be everywhere. Microsoft does their on, stuff. Twitch, YouTube, and- on Xbox and Bethesda's socials. Yeah. So, Brad, the thing that I guess the the news of this thing for me was more what's not going to be there. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, well, it's two things for me. I mean, A, it's just the fact that they're doing this at all. It mm-hmm. just feels like we've been pretty light on streams from publishers since last summer. Sure. Or, or maybe not even light, but like none at all. Yeah. I can't was- remember any since Gamescom. Granted, moving into the holidays, like games are coming out. They've already shown them. Like, yeah. Yeah. They're, they're more worried about shipping games than streaming them. But And, and the Game Awards had a lot of stuff in it, so... That's yeah. like a press conference, sort yeah, of. Yeah, sort the game, of. game wars, kind of. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I, part of the part of the thing here is just this. Almost sounds like Microsoft branding their own recurring thing, mm-hmm. the same way that Sony and, and Nintendo have one, uh, which is good. Like, it would be sure. nice for them to be out there on a regular cadence with stuff. Um, the stuff in here is nothing mind blowing. They announced that it's going to be Elder Scrolls Online, Redfall. Uh, some stuff about Forza Motorsport, although I don't know how early that's going to be. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Minecraft Legends, which I'm like actually excited to find out more about. <laughs> I don't feel like they fully, what are they describing it as an action strategy game? I think, but I don't think they didn't get a lot of detail about what that means exactly. And that seems like it could be interesting anyway. Like, you know, no Starfield here. 
No Starfield. No Ex- Fable. Explicitly no, no Starfield. Yeah. Oh, did they actually say no Starfield? Yeah. They oh, said- yes. I, I, yes. I, yeah, right. There is that line. <laughs> A standalone show is in the works, they say, for Starfield. Yeah. It's getting like its they, own spotlight. They, they knew enough to <laughs> head that one off at the pass. <laughs> right. Um, for, like, for people like me that are like, you know, I'm kind of, I think you echoed this sentiment, Brad. Once we saw what Starfield was, the desire and the appetite to absorb everything Starfield kind of went down a little bit. Like once, once yeah. you saw like, Oh, okay, it didn't I, completely I disappear, it. but it became yeah. a little less pressing. I feel yeah. like yeah, I mean, yeah. I'll, I'll definitely still consume information about it, but like, of course, like we kind of know what it is a little more now. Right. Um, but they've got a lot of other stuff that is floating out there. Uh, I'm trying to find a list of everything that's announced. Like help me out here. State of decay three. Mm-hmm. I mean, I could, I could think of perfect, one big one. Per- perfect Dark. Yes. How about um, the next Halo stuff? Fable. Well, who knows what that is? I mean, I mean well, some that, of the Halo stuff did come out, though, right? They did finally mean, put some of that Forge stuff out, right? Not yes. everything yet, though. There's still, I think I, there's I believe, still some. I believe online co-op, right, is still not in, isn't that yeah. right? It's just, still just local co-op. So they're still um, trying to finish that. But, like, listen, yes. that's, that's, I was mostly goofing and kind of mm-hmm. not goofing. Um, but even as far as like big new games, you know, there's just like, there's the new, uh, Hellblade, there's Everwild, State of Decay 3, Fable, Perfect Dark, probably some other stuff I'm forgetting, plus studios that have shipped stuff and will have something to announce at some point, like, uh, like Double Fine, um, the Coalition, oh, right. like, is the Coalition just going to do another Gears? Probably, if I, I had to guess. Maybe a, assume? a reboot, Brad. It's time for a Gears reboot, the whole thing. It's been over three years since Gears 5, so anyway. It's cool that Microsoft, if, if they were going to make this an ongoing platform, it's nice for that to be there because they have a lot of stuff that you would like to hear them talk about at some point. I feel like I need to play or boot up or jump into or spend some time with Elder Scrolls Online. It comes up so many times and they, they give it so much airtime and my, I just like go slack, right? Like every time I read it, I just jump over it. I need to have an interest. If they're going to keep bringing it up and developing it and for all intents and purposes, people really like it. I feel like I should spend some time in it uh, to see what is going on there. I, I just have nothing against it, but you know, I just have no opinion on it at all. I just have not yeah. spent a, any time in it. My feelings are just kind of like a flat line of enthusiasm. You've, you've played MMOs before. Oh, yeah. It's, that's that's true. Well, it's on Game Pass, so, I mean, if you want to just fire it up and yeah, give it Get a whirl, I can't stop you. Yeah, I'm, <laughs> no um, one can stop me. Uh, I might do that. And then I just looked up. It looks like June for both Minecraft Legends and for Redfall. Is that is that right? Summer? Yeah, I mean, I think Redfall was part of that same delay as Starfield, right? And I think in, in both cases, they just said, hey, it'll be out by, Okay, I believe I believe that's the end of Microsoft's fiscal year, if I'm not mistaken. All right. Is Starfield going to make it out by June? That's the, mm-hmm. That is the new question. I think there's a chance it could slip a couple of months to like August or September, but I feel like at this point, my, my gut says it actually hits its date. My... my my feeling about delays generally are once it slips into a new year, then the entire year is now fair game. Sure. I think that's accurate. Sure. Like now that it's now that it's by June, like what is instead of by June by November, you know, uh, 
I know they say kind of what they're going to go over here, but do you think we get any, I guess they wouldn't do this. I'm kind of answering my own question as I ask it, uh, in a developer underscore direct, but price increases for stuff in terms of services, that doesn't sound like a thing you'd want to put in here. Yeah. That sounds like that's out of the day. A yes. That's not certainly not news you want to promote. Yeah. Uh, but B that sounds like that's outside the scope of what this is, which it's all about um, the games, man. Yeah. Yeah. The wording is not clear if they're like straight up actually doing each segment from the studio in question or not, or, but it sounds like it is the developers doing the demos and stuff, which is cool. Cool. Uh, just again, for folks that, uh, tuned out or didn't hear it, January 25th, 12 Pacific, three Eastern across the various Xbox and Bethesda channels. Uh, quickly here, uh, not really related to Microsoft, but tangentially related. I was going to play Dark Tide recently and was like, oh, you know what? I'm going to do that switch over. I'm going to start a new, I'm going to roll my character on the, uh, the Xbox version that, you know, that console version still no word on when that's coming out. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. And they, and the community and I was looked it up and the community does not seem not happy about the kind of radio silence on that, uh. Just not hearing about everything that about that version. game feels like it's all a little hot still. Yeah, yeah, yeah. totally. Yeah, it, it felt it felt a little rickety when they in that like two week beta soft launch period. Yeah, so I might like just go and get the the PC Microsoft PC version because I I'd, assume that'll have. I would assume your character will come over from PC yeah. Windows Store version, Microsoft Store version to Xbox, surely, surely, right? Like the the <laughs> the, the, the like Steam Xbox or Steam. Game Pass cross save is still up in the air. Anyway, I just, I bring it up because it would but, be uh, it would be something I would want to play on the console. Yeah, I I want to play more of that game, and it seems I think Game Pass is probably the one to go to. I feel like most of the people I know would be playing it on Game Pass. Exactly. Yes. Um, yes. I've I've heard good things about what they've about about how it's been shaping up, like in terms of them fixing issues and stuff. Mm-hmm. Well, that was I thought it would be a great time to get in since I didn't have that much else I needed to wrap up game wise. But uh, come on, Fat Shark, help me out here. All right. I bet it's going to be a while. You think? I, I yeah. know in Vermintide and stuff like that, even I was reminded by the internet that the PC got updates much uh, further ahead than the console stuff did. So, uh, Brad, Apple in the news. Why is Apple in the news on our video game podcast? Um, I mean, this I. This is kind of adjacent to video games. I don't think it's going to be that heavily video game focused, but Bloomberg says that Apple's AR VR XR headset is coming out this year. Uh, I had super forgotten they were even doing this. Yeah. I mean, it's been rumored for years, but like, what do you even do with Apple rumors? Because everything is rumored to be going on at Apple and will it come out or not? Who knows? Like over the years it's been, Hey, they've been, they're working on their own television. I thought- hey, they're working on their own car. I like, thought this just died with all the other AR yeah. stuff. No, I mean, this this has been fairly solid. Like, okay. they've straight up, you know, they've acquired VR companies and stuff. Um, also, there's probably some feeling that with Meta, Facebook, whoever, pushing so hard here, like, they probably need to be in this space. What do you think this is? Because this story uh, doesn't have too much in the details. Maybe they're just not out well, there. It's, but like, it's pretty. That's well. There have been the previous reports that it's it, it it's pretty well. It is and it is not defined. Okay. Like mm-hmm. like it is Schrodinger's it is, it, AR. Got it. Well, it is it is well defined to the extent that like it's going to have an M2 chip in it, which is what's no. in the current MacBooks yeah. and iPads. So it's going to be very powerful. I just mean, what do you uh, do on it? Yeah. Well, that's the thing. It's like 
it's probably, I would assume, going to be App Store-esque, like, like to the extent that it's got games on it, it's going to be much more of the iOS App Store variety. Okay. Uh, I would guess, and not so much like, you know, you're not going to be, I started to say Starfield, but it can't be Starfield anymore. What is what is the next cross-platform epic first-person RPG that comes to mind? You know what I mean. Yes. Yes. Like, like I don't think you're going to be getting console ports of big AAA games to this thing necessarily. Uh, um, and this but, is going to, I mean, in this story, they are projecting a two thousand to three thousand dollar price tag. Yeah, like that's the thing. Boy, it's, are it's, they ever! Yes, I mean it's like it's like high end laptop pricing, you know. Yeah. But it's or, or it's like, like this is the Apple tax, or or it's well, I mean it's more that it's in the category of the Oculus Quest Pro, which mm-hmm. is fifteen hundred dollars. You know, like they're just there's this like emerging Silicon Valley fueled like business class VR headset market coming about because. Those types of high-powered, extremely rich people in Silicon Valley <laughs> seem to think that's what the world needs. But the, by, but it wouldn't be a peripheral. This is a self-contained thing yeah, that this, ties into your accounts. Yeah, like I said, like I mean, that M2 processor is extremely powerful. Um, All right. So, yeah, so it, would be, it would be the Oculus Quest-style self-contained headset. Uh, but yeah, like the rumors are saying, you know, like, like the best tracking and the highest res screens to date. I think like actually the biggest question to me is, is this thing actually like a magic leap? Like, mm. is it even a headset in the Oculus vein at all? Or is it the straight up AR goggles? I don't know. Um, and they're actually the iOS equivalent in this thing. The rumor is, is called XROS. I saw that in there. Yeah. And like XR to me is code for beyond VR. Mm. Like that's kind of what it means these days. Like XR is the kind of roll up term for, you know, there's VR, there's AR, sure. mm-hmm. like all of these things roll up into the XR umbrella. So, I mean, this story says there are 10 cameras. That's like a lot of cameras for doing for just VR. Yes. Let's say yes. you yes. might, for, some of those might be for pulling in the outside world in your um, AR in your augmenting your reality. Yeah. They'd probably most be mostly be for tracking. Some of it might be for eye tracking. It's hard to say. But. So w- I mean, I'm in on this, probably in on this PlayStation VR. I'm not in on, this is, I don't think this is for me. Yeah. Like, no. like I said, I mean, this is not a video game device necessarily, but it's kind of in that space. So. Yeah. All right. Uh, no one has gotten hands on with any of this stuff yet. Right. Like, a, a no, God, no. I mean, yeah. Like it's not even announced, you know, it's, there's <laughs> nothing concrete here at all other than the rumors coming from Bloomberg. Um, Chances you think this actually happens, you know more about Apple than probably any of us. Chances of this getting announced at least in 2023, like on uh, well, a stage. Well, that's what Bloomberg is saying. They will announce it prior to WWDC and what, June. What do you think? Uh, like, does this happen a lot? I don't know, like the Apple news cycle. Does like stuff like this get confirmed enough? Apple, and then- Apple leaks have gotten fairly reliable from what I've okay. seen. Like the design of the phones is rarely a surprise these days and stuff like that. So somewhere out in the wild, somebody's going to leave one of these at a bar. It's something's going to mm. happen. It's th- these things are, that. there is a, there is a physical version of this probably somewhere in, in some oh, yeah. people's hands. Yes. Yeah. All right. Well, let's see what happens with Apple's $2,500 XR headset. Uh, Alex, you, you pop this story in here. Yeah. And it's okay. I'm going to say this before we get into it. 
not trying to be goofing. I'm not trying to be mean. Making games is hard. But what happened here? So Ubisoft uh, has gotten out there and said that uh, this is part of an investor call um, that they are going to be canceling some projects internally, uh, all of which I'm pretty sure are unannounced at this stage. But they are also going to be delaying Skull and Bones again. And not only are they delaying it, it's delayed to next year. Well, it could be, right? It seems like that's what they're pushing. Wasn't wasn't the window a 2023 to 24? It sounds more like 2024 in in the way that is being phrased here. Um, And they also talked about how, I guess, uh, Mario and Rabbids Sparks of Hope and Just Dance underperformed this year. So ultimately, it was not a great year for Ubisoft. Yeah, Skull and Bones 2024, and but they are saying that they are still going to have their Assassin's Creed and a new Avatar game, um, and yet to be announced premium games, including a large one. Quote ends that quote in 2023-2024. But that's all stuff that is like at this point, you know, unknown as far as what it actually is. And like again, most of the projects they're talking about having canceled here are things that have not been announced. Yeah, I um. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what to say about Skull and Bones anymore. Like, I don't think they do either. Like, there's only so far you can go before you have to just like remake that game, right? Like, the like the I think they did, didn't they? Wasn't that the word? They've reworked that game at least a couple it's, of times it's since been it's so started. long. Like yeah. at this point, are you just on UE five or something? Like, do you just say like, okay, we got to start over again? Uh, like keeping track of where this game has been is a full time beat at this point. So, uh. I'm, it's a bummer uh, Sparks of Hope didn't do as well, because that's a pretty good game. Yeah, that's, I mean, it was by far game. my favorite Switch thing of last year. Yeah. All right. Well, I'm not... I'm going to take Skull and Bones off my 2023 list for, yeah. for stuff I'm looking for, officially. Take it off at the least, board. At least, hey, at least they got out there early with it, right? That uh, yeah. At least their team knows now that they have the rest of the year. I think the last delay it. had it coming out this quarter. Yeah, it was supposed to be out soon. The... the this IGN story says early 2023 to 24. So that's an for, awfully big spread. That's a wide range. Oh, for Skull of Bones? That's, that's the language they used. So Oh, okay. It sounds like any time between this April and the beginning of next year. Jeez. Which seems, seems open-ended enough that they probably have no idea of themselves. I have to imagine a lot of that is going to come down to what else do they have in that time. Hmm. And just if the game is functional or not. Like, yeah. Who knows if it's even in a shippable state, which, again, giving a window, them, them, they, they themselves coming out and saying the window is that big really raises questions about what state the game is in. Or if, what, they can't, if they can't even pinpoint a quarter. Or like what resources they're giving it. Maybe they're shuffling around teams and it's just a low priority at that yes, point. This, right? this IGN story says there is that they have a restructuring quote unquote planned uh, after the underperformance of those games. Hmm. The Just Dance and, and, train and was always going to hit a wall at some point. Like, those games are not particularly expensive to develop, but they've been making so many of them for so long, and they have not really changed in any meaningful way in years. Uh, um, video games. Video mm-hmm. games. Uh, speaking of video games, we've got a giant Sony block here. Sony uh, CES happened. Sony Sony had a little block there where they announced a couple of things. They showed off some things. Apparently, people uh, were, or at least, um, it's hard to tell. 
I read some reviews of that PlayStation VR. People seemed pretty excited about it. It seemed to be, um, I didn't see a lot of criticism of it, let's say, but it's also obviously preview. Um, you know, when you, my experience is when you demo VR at a place like that, you're kind of getting the optimum experience, you know, set up for a lot of that. And so I would certainly hope so. Yeah. So, uh, Brad, what do we got here from the Sony beat as it were? I just had to, I, not a lot was announced, but I had to laugh when I saw this headline on Polygon, partially the way they phrased it. <laughs> the PS5 shortage is over, says PlayStation boss. Uh-huh. Like, I... It's all good! I got I got a little bit, and, and by boss, they mean Jim Ryan. Mm-hmm. I got just a little bit of a George W. Bush mission accomplished <laughs> vibe from this. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, but I mean, whatever they would know what their supply chain looks like. I assume they're fairly confident if they're saying this. But anyway, Jim Ryan flat out said at CES that like he didn't flat out say, "Hey, if you want a PS5, you can just go get one." But he got pretty close to it. Hmm. I mean, yeah, he got pretty close to it. I think the quote he has is "dang near standing next to it." Everyone who wants a PS5 should have a much easier time finding one at retailers globally starting from this point forward, he says. I mean, anecdotally, as of the holidays, like at the end, tail end of last year, it seemed like people were having an easier time finding it. Yeah, yeah. It feels like it's slowly been getting better for some months now, but for them to actually come out and say it, they must be pretty confident that they're going to have pretty good, solid, steady shipments. And they're still they're still producing the two SKUs, the discless and the disc driveless, yes. and the and, and yes. those are okay. Yeah, there was that there was that weird rumor that I don't feel like I saw confirmed by anybody else last year that they're going to move to one SKU with an optional add-on optical drive. Yeah, I remember that. I do remember um, seeing that. I don't feel like that got picked up by or confirmed by anybody else, but we okay. shall see. Um. Okay, that wasn't the only Sony thing. I thought this was actually maybe the most interesting thing they had there. Uh, yeah, this is cool. They, I mean, maybe a little belated, but they announced something called Project Leonardo, which is an ex- like a, a an accessibility first, um, kind of extensible controller. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's it's kind of their answer to Microsoft's um, uh, the Xbox Adaptive controller, mm-hmm. which is about five years old now, almost mm-hmm. I think. Uh, but but it's good that they are doing this for the PlayStation as well, of course. Sounds like it's a pretty similar thing. Like like it's got a bunch of different types of buttons that you can plug into kind of extension ports on there so you can customize it pretty extensively. Now PlayStation yeah, but, is a closed platform, right? Like they don't let you use any kind of like external stuff that other people might have developed for this purpose. Not controller well, they're weird, like Xbox is much more closed than PlayStation. Like there are some things on there, but like you can, you know, they've always been a little more laissez faire about like, Oh, you can just plug a keyboard in. You can use any old Bluetooth headset. Although I think that's actually no longer the case, right? With the Mm -hmm. PS five. Is that right? I thought it was, but then some people said that that's not the case. I still thought you could just pair a Bluetooth headset. Yeah. They, Uh, they used to be real loose on kind of the PS three ish era about just like, ah, pair whatever you got. It's fine. Install Linux on this thing. Oh wait, no, actually don't do that. Yeah. No, no, there's a lawsuit about that. Um, but, uh, anyway. Yeah. I mean, yeah, this is made for use with the PlayStation five, of course. And you can pair two of them together and still have a dual sense as, um, you know, one player. uh, Yes. uh, As a unit. It it looks a lot more unusual than the adaptive controller. 
Yeah. I think, it, which, like, the adaptive controller is just a gigantic slab. Uh, like, yeah, this is like looks, a, looks like a control surface. This is this is much more kind of bespoke looking. Like, it's got this rounded, rounded button configuration on it. Uh, you can go Google pictures of it. It's like an arcade stick with this, this circular disc next to it. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's, it's, it looks less conventional controller than the adaptive controller, but yeah. it's an inter- interesting design. I'm sh- I mean, I'm sure it's in- extremely intentional, and boy, I, hope they, I assume they had a bunch of people come in to, you know, give them guidance. Yeah, yeah, they, yeah. they, they, say, they, they say they worked with accessibility experts on the design. Yeah, uh, um, good on them. That's, uh, yeah. that's a good one. And do you, uh, this is PS5, I assume, only, right? This is I not backwards compatible? I, I'm... Not a hundred percent sure. Actually, I was just looking for that. Uh, I actually yeah, this this um, video games cannot, chronicle article doesn't seem to say. Yeah, I'm looking on the PlayStation blog. It is okay. I, I, the wording makes it sound like it is PS5 only. Okay, it'd be nice if it weren't went back. Yes, it. But. Yeah, it, it. That really seems like it should be, but. Hmm. Um. All right. Uh. uh this is something I was curious to see, and here we are. Brad, tell me how The Last of Us is shaping up. Ah, I mostly threw this in here just to be like, hey, that Last of Us show is starting in like four days. Yeah, sure I saw it. Have you watched I, the trailer for it yet? Uh, I watched the first trailer they put out okay. a while back. I kind of skimmed these reviews. It seems like it's mostly reviewing quite well, but it sounds like it's like very, very faithful to the game with a few minor exceptions. <laughs> So I don't know. Do you need to see a retelling of the game in TV form? I don't know. I'm not I sure that I do. Know I do. If I do, <laughs> I don't. That's, um, that's kind of the real reason I brought this up. Was just like, hey, how are people feeling about the Last of Us show? And by people, I mean you. I mean, I like that first game a lot. I I have played now that game multiple times. I don't know if I need more of that. And while I like Pedro Pascal and I like the actress uh, that is playing uh, Ellie, like, I just, I don't think I, like, if I'm going to check it out, it is purely out of professional curiosity. That's kind of where I'm at. I, I think. get I get the sense if I watched an episode, I'd probably watch more than one episode. Like I bet if it's if it's reviewing well, that means it's probably done in an engaging way, regardless of if you know the story or not. So mm-hmm. I'd probably wind up being like, okay, I'm gonna see that. they're going to end on a cliffhanger. I'll watch the next episode. Okay, I'll watch the next one. Uh, Empire called it comfortably the best adaptation of a video game ever made. <laughs> I, I mean, know. you're not. I mean, what are we talking about here? Witcher, I mean, pretty, uh, pretty low bar. Yeah. Yes, yes, but. The non-animated it is an extremely low, like like small sample size. I'm I'm really curious to see culturally if this blows up or not because certainly zombie TV shows have blown up in the yeah. past. Are they still <clears throat> blowing up? There's still like- there's still two Walking Dead shows. You know, like, wait, there are. Yeah, I'm pretty sure Fear of the Walking Dead is also still on. I thought we we're in superhero. Like I thought we we're in bad superhero town now. I mean, the streaming services have embraced that. I don't know if, like, the actual TV networks have. Okay, we'll catch up soon enough. But yeah, I mean, AMC mostly, I mean, they're still, I think it's still their biggest thing. It's just, it's going to be really weird to me if the name The Last of Us just becomes a household name. Nationwide, beyond the game. It's pretty big. Yes and no. For, For people who play games, yes. Like it'll have the same to me. It'll just have the same vibe of when everybody was talking about Game of Thrones, right? And it was just like, oh, everybody's talking about Game of Thrones. It's not just Jason Ocampo anymore, right? You know? yeah. yeah, 
that's what I mean is yeah. like, are people who don't know shit or give a shit about video <laughs> games going to suddenly love the last of us? I love just, no. I would love to see. And I, I wonder if they'll reveal this of how many people, how many non PlayStation owners go out and buy a PlayStation and, or the last of us because they love the show mm-hmm. and go and, and are, you know, what is that like? What is it like to go from the last of us show to be like, okay, let me see what the game is like. You know, that's a weird grinding of the gears in my head to be like, nah, the game doesn't really get it right. Or, you know, the game is like, um, there's a lot more just killing in the game. I don't know that that's a weird one. That's like watching game of Thrones and then going to read the books and being like, ah, I don't know how they're, well, we're trying to read the books, I should say. Mm, yeah. I don't know if this is if this is really such a faithful retelling. They may not need to do that. Well, maybe uh maybe when we get Last of Us Three, they'll go and they'll re release one and two with Pedro Pasquale's face remapped onto Joel. Uh and uh they'll that, sl- that is something I have thought about also in the past is do we enter a world where okay, yes, so Neil Druckmann has been out there doing some interviews uh in the wake of this show where he is kind of paying a little more lip service to the idea that there will be a last of us part three game. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, two did very well. Yes. It did not just review. Well, it sold very well. I think there's more story to tell. He says, I mean, they, I did not feel that way at the end of one. I still do not feel that way at the end of two. Yeah. But, but I, let me tell you this, Vinny. Yeah. What if people were telling you, Hey, those games sold a lot of copies. Uh-huh. You should find some more story to tell. Well, so that's that's the other reason I bring up the is the TV show going to blow up into some cultural phenomenon? Because if that happens, then like it seems like a Last of Us Part Three is absolutely inevitable. I'm I'm going to come out on a limb here, okay. and I'm going to say I do not think this show will be a cultural phenomenon. It seems exactly. like it, it, it is reviewing well, and I imagine it will probably do just fine for HBO, but yeah. nothing about the production of this thing screams to me that this will be the next big hot shit show. Yeah, it, it could very well just be, you know, fans of the game get very excited about it, and it's well made, and it comes and goes. Yeah, that's my personal feeling mm. about it. Uh yeah, I just like what what do you think a Last of Us Part 3 would even be? I feel like I feel like like Ellie needs to just be out of the picture at this point. It feels like her story has absolutely come full circle. Seriously. Uh unless I feel like, I feel like where they left Abby and Lev at the end of that game is probably the if you were going to tell another story, that's probably the place to pick up from. I don't know. Like Unless you want to tell the story, you're going to make a trilogy and you want to tell the story of hope coming back to that world. I don't know if I, I don't know what's left I to think, do. They went I think so right. dark and grim into, yeah. um, if they don't find some way to fix the world, there's nothing left there. Cause that's really all there is, is like, yeah. if you're, if that's because the only left hanging thread for me is, is it possible to actually salvage that world? Yeah. So like, if you want to take it to some other place that is, you know, um, Hey, there's a possible cure here or something, or, you know, explore that more. They, they kind of just, I like to, but it's grim. It is a grim ending. It is a grim mm-hmm. tale. Um, so, I, yeah, I don't know. That's uh, If they're doing a faithful recreation, maybe that's just the tone of what people want, but it's a dark story. Does, uh, have they said if this is just one? 
the, the series? I think the I, I series believe, is mostly following the events of one. Okay. I believe the first season covers the first game. But I don't know if it covers the entire first game or not. Did they start with the uh, the DLC? Uh, I don't think question. so. Okay. You could you could definitely see the DLC becoming like flashbacks Flashback. in the show. Mm. That that definitely feels like that could be like a mid season flashback episode or something. <laughs> yeah, sure. Um, I feel, I feel like I see a lot of talk about Nick Offerman playing Bill in this. <laughs> I mean, I'll take Nick Offerman in pretty much anything. So sure. yeah. The uh, cast is the one thing about the series I I have zero qualms about. I think they did a good job casting this show. There, okay, there's this story I will say in the in the Video Games Chronicles uh, uh, story you posted here about a quote uh, from the co-writer that says, uh, you know, when he says it's the greatest story that's ever been told in video games and mm. open and shut case, but then mm. goes on to say, uh, explain that in his opinion, one of the reasons for this is that it's protagonists are just normal people rather than larger than life characters. Quote, they didn't shoot anything out of their eyeballs, he explained. They're just people, and that in and of itself is remarkably rare in games. The fact that they kept it so grounded and really made you feel, I had never experienced anything like that, and I've been playing games since 1977. That person is about my age. Uh huh. That is a that is a poor take on video games. Yeah, that, that's Craig Mason, the guy who did Chernobyl. Like yeah. those quotes absolutely raised a hubbub back okay. when they were. Yes, they did. Back when they came out some weeks ago. Like, um, uh, like super, like super powered video game stuff, like is just not where we're at, at now as a, yeah. as a thing you can bash video games for, you know? Right. Like that, that might have, like you might've had a point 10 years ago, maybe when the last of us came out, maybe even then you were pushing it. There's literally yeah. a game called grounded. <laughs> it's uh mm-hmm. it's right there in the name. Um, yeah, it's uh, I don't know, but the, not, not a knock against the show, but more of just me getting a little riled up about video games, you know? Yeah. There are plenty of video, great video game stories out there. I'll, I'll probably check out an episode of this. Yeah, yeah. I'll give it a go. I, I just, w- I, I, my enthusiasm for it is fairly tempered. I mean, you, you guys must be curious with like what a clicker looks like, right? Like what, a, what are they going to do with the monster design? And yeah, you know, kind of, I mean, yeah. there've been some glimpses in the trailers that make them look pretty similar to the game. It's like so somebody- they apparently got rid of spores. Wait, Wait what? What? Yeah, the the airborne spore stuff they got rid of because I think they did oh. not want their their actors to be wearing masks. Is Pedro Pascal, Pascal like no? I'm not putting on a mask for ninety percent of the show. If he he of all people would be the most amenable, I yeah. feel like to that. But apparently they 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 wanted to they wanted to make some alterations. That was one oh my of the gosh, things. They that's got rid like of. a huge. Oh, I whatever. know. Yeah, or whatever. I don't know how you have a report that says it's faithful and you can't get sick with airborne spores. I'll find out. I'll find out. We'll I'm find not, out I'm not when the show get debuts. Shape about it, no. about any of this, really. I'm not. I'm, I'm not that sad. particular. Um, curious, curious though. Curious, curious, curiouser and curiouser. Um, all right, is that the news? Feels yeah. like the news. That's it. That is the news, but that's not the show quite yet. How about a little thing in 2023? We're calling emails. Rat Shoemaker, you got an email address people could send stuff to? It's a bold name. I know. Come up with. It's a bold year. Uh, podcast at nextlander.com. What? That's podcast at nextlander.com. Oh, podcast at nextlander.com. Uh-huh. What do we got today? Uh, let's read a couple here. How about this one from Kim? Mm-hmm. Okay. Longmont, Colorado. 
In response to the email asking if they can drill a hole for Ethernet. Uh-huh. I've totally done that in a rental apartment. Ooh. Uh. Your advice was good, and here's what I did. Uh-huh. Okay. Number one, wait until business hours when a building contractor would be working. <laughs> okay. Turn off power to any nearby outlets. Carefully select a wall position that very likely had no power behind it. Okay. S- sawzall, is that the term? Sawzall, sure. Sawzall the drywall, uh, oh, even boy. with the other outlets on the wall. Buy a nice matching wall plate for the Ethernet jack. This worked out great. I got my full deposit back because it looks like it has always been there. Oh, and nice. I got to play some low latency Call of Duty. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. In short, oh. be, be smart about it and do a good job, and you can totally get away with it. This is not legal advice. Okay. That's uh, sensible. That uh, sounds the, the, like maybe the, from going from room to room and maybe not going up and down a floor, but... That's I, the thing we were talking about was I would yeah. not drill into my floors because they are very thin. But it is possible that I, this is. I don't know. The 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 I got away with it because it looked like it had yes. always been that way part is 100% believable. I love that part. Also... Um, the thing of you know being able to turn on. Do you guys have uh, pa- uh switches, fuses, or I'm sorry, um, uh, breakers in box, your apartment? The, I do. Or not the yeah the boxes downstairs in the garage. Okay, I believe so. I'd have to. Could you? I would probably do be it? risky. Like yeah. I could potentially turn somebody else's, including the landlord's unit, off instead, which seems bad. Okay, but Alex, you could turn the breakers off in your place in your apartment. Uh, yes. I mean, I I there is breaker switches and there is a breaker box in my apartment. Okay. Interesting. Uh, yeah. Okay. All right. I'll take it. I like. I like the idea of make it look good. Nobody will notice. Maybe mm-hmm. they'll. Maybe they'll be happy about the upgrade. Who knows? Probably right. not. Pro- <laughs> Probably you, not. You never know. Uh, what else we got, Brad? Uh, Maurice in Toronto. This is from a few weeks ago, shortly after the Game Awards. So that's okay. the context here. Mm-hmm. Would the Oscars be more interesting if they copied the style of the video game awards? If on Oscar night, it was guaranteed that you would see 10 to 15 new movie trailers for movies you had no idea about. Uh, would that be a selling point? I think I, so. What do you think? I think so too. Yes, definitely. Like if you just, if you just like piled in all the next year's movie trailers and beyond and TV and prestige TV trailers. I'd, yeah. I yeah would, I would probably you are causing tune in. me physical pain right what now. What are you talking? About? I tu- I would probably do the same thing, which is maybe not tune in for the game awards, but watch all the trailers. Or sorry for the Oscars, but watch all the trailers. What? Why? Why is this physically painful? I just I don't like this thing of using award show <laughs> primarily as a delivery mechanism for future looking promotions. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately, that's what the game awards are. Mm-hmm. And I don't think making more things like the game awards is what I want to see in the world. But would it be more popular? Almost certainly. I'm not saying it wouldn't be more popular. Uh, the face you're making. That is not my benchmark <laughs> okay. is what I am I saying would, to you. Uh, yeah. I think the one, the one part of this that breaks down is you could not do the nobody's ever heard of this mm. uh, movie thing. Sure. Because every movie is known about from day one. Like, mm. Right. Casting happens, location scouting, sets getting built. Like the existence of movies is not a secret the way that it is uh, for video games. You'd probably have a lot more if you were going to do that. You'd probably just have a lot more of directors and screenwriters walking. We're talking about starting a project, right? Like, hey, right. We're, we're excited to kick off. 
Uh, we're announcing here that we're making a movie based on Hanna Barbera's Jabberjaw, and um, you know, <laughs> oh god, keep keep banging that drum. And uh, it's who's who's playing Jabberjaw? Ron Funches is Jabberjaw? played. Ron, Ron Funches already has played a shark that can talk. Ron Funches plays Jabberjaw. I'm calling it. Okay. <laughs> it's Ron you can Funches call will, that if you want. Ron Funches now can only play sh- sharks in. Uh, he's like just got to break out of shark casting. Oh, good lord, <laughs> man! Uh, no, Brad. I think he could do it. Brad, he's got the range. Mm-hmm. What else is going on? Um. One more email from Ryan. Okay. You guys will probably you'll you'll have more thoughts on this than I do because you played way more Pentiment than me. Pentiment. Uh, Ryan says, "Longtime fan here, all the way back to the GameSpot days." I thought you might be interested in a professional historian's take on Pentiment. I would be. Yes. I'm not a historian of the early modern period. That's usually considered to be the era between the end of the Middle Ages and the French Revolution, roughly 1500 to 1800. Okay. But one of my PhD fields was modern German history, so I'm familiar with the history of the region. Okay. I love our fans. Uh, Thank you. My own research focuses on the history of science under Nazism. Okay. Okay. Pentiment is the most historically informed game I have ever seen. It's not just that the developers clearly immersed themselves into the minutiae of everyday life in the Holy Roman Empire, although they certainly did that with aplomb. Uh, child mortality, the role of religion in everyday life, the danger of going against the church or the Lord, etc., etc., are all accurately depicted. It's that their portrayal of the individuals in Tassing is so nuanced. Uh, even though we all know from our everyday lives that humans are complex and contradictory, Casual depictions of history often attempt to sort historical actors according to simple black and white moral scales. Uh, Let's not also forget that moral codes have changed over time. In Pentiment, all of the characters occupy some moral gray area and are undeniably human. Even the abbot is humanized. Hmm. Uh, Moreover, despite popular conceptions to the contrary, any historian will tell you that the search for uh, one single truth is a fool's errand. People remember things differently and tell different stories. Pentiment depicts that as well with the murders. And Vinny, although it is sometimes frustrating, the walking speed also immerses the player in what it was like at that time. This was an era when traveling to the next town over was a big deal, and many people never left their hometown. Mm. You had to walk everywhere. Imagine how frustrating that must have been. Mm. I don't know, man. If Facebook is any indication, a lot of people haven't left my hometown either. Fair. Fair. Uh... He closes by saying, if I were still teaching, I'd absolutely use this in my classes. I hope they make similar games for other periods. So there you go. I agree Acad- with everything except the walk. Ac- Ac- academically approved. It's a great game. <laughs> this, this, is, this, is, this is going to become part of curricula across the country. That's right. That's right. I world. need you to get to chapter two in Pentiments, um, and I want you to kind of give your study on who do you think uh, should die in <laughs> this game. Thank you very much. I have that on my desk by... Tuesday. Thank you very much, everybody. Also, buy an Xbox. He, he threw it a PS here, real quick. It's so freaking cool that they included the option to use the long S, that funny thing that looks like an F. <laughs> that is pretty funny. I think and it's they all did off it, by default. And they did it accurately. Yes, I believe that one is because that one's pretty <laughs> mind bending if you don't know what you're looking at. Yeah. He says, believe it or not, the long S was used in some forms of printed and written German up through World War II. I'll give you the long S. In a in a more just world, that would have been the biggest Game Pass game of last year. But I also realize that's probably a tougher <laughs> road to hoe. 
Boy, than what, something like High on Life. What a tonal and cultural spread between High on Life and Pentiment. Yes. I mean, basically the same game. Game Pass, something for everyone. That's right. That's right. Uh, that's going to do it for the emails. Again, podcast at nextlander.com. Thanks to everybody who has written in, and you can write in. And uh, when we get the emails, we collect them up. We get the good ones, and we read them on this here show. Want to thank everybody for joining us. It is 2023. In case you forgot, and uh, in case you forgot, we also have a Patreon. It is at patreon.com slash nextlander. And in case you forgot, we are always very grateful for everybody who supports us over there at patreon.com slash nextlander. You can find a bunch of stuff, a bunch of different tiers. Uh, we got never been a better podcast coming up on Friday of this Friday with Abby Russell and Austin Walker. They'll be there. That's edited. I need to put that up on the internet. That'll be ready on Friday. We've got the watch cast. Do you like blade? Yes. It's an open-ended question. <laughs> no, uh, I'm just saying it's not. The answer is yes. You like blade. Uh, do you want to see how we affair with Blade? You can go check it out on the Watchcast. We're wrapping up Star Trek, the original series, TOS. Uh, you can go check that out over on the Watchcast as well, as well as Ramblecast and all the other fun stuff. Planoramas, patron Q&As. There's a lot of stuff up there. And here's the, here's the magic thing. It's all there waiting for you to That's unlock right. it. It's been waiting there the whole time. If you were like 2022 isn't my year, but 2023, that key opens that door and it's like a closet of boxes that just fall on you on that, that RSS feed. So go, go on and check it out there. There is one tier though, one tier over on that Patreon that gets their names read on this year show. It is the Mysterious Benefactor tier. Thank you very much to all of our Mysterious Benefactors. Alex Navarro. Yes. Would you kindly do the honor? Would I unveil? Yes. The mysterious benefactors? Yes, would you please? I will, in fact, unveil our mysterious benefactors, and they are this week. RRE, John Richardson, Vornak, Kelly F., James Smith, Brian Lucier, Skywarp, John Hubbard, Sean Miller, Brad Shoemaker's Gabriel Knight's Mid-Sized Voodoo, Evan Cook, Mark Wilhelm, J.M., Jerry Lee, Gary Pezsky, Robert Fisher, John McInnes, Hashtag Bunny Crimes, Peter Reardon, Thomas Lynn, Jad Rita, Statics, Andrew Jackson, Raz Grizz 2023 Dystopian Hell Edition, Brian Murphy, Trevor and Adrian R., Kevin Velado, Randy Duax, Andrew Teepkin, Alex Wu, It Me JP, Matt Clements Jr., Edward Chick, Andrew Slosky, Michael Jonathan Black, Steve Lynn, Matthew Herrig, David Campos, and Tyler Treese. And thanks again to our mysterious benefactors, some of whom, again, have been with us for a very long time. Thank you very much. And are much. just now getting around to letting us know what the actual pronunciation of their last name is. It's true. We'll fix it. We'll do it for yeah, you, I, I want the consumer. Know. They, you know, they, they may have enjoyed hearing the variations. Yes, if you have not tired of it, then it's okay. But thanks, everybody, for supporting us. Thanks to all of our patrons. Thanks to everybody who's listened to the podcast, who supported us, let other people know, watched us over on Twitch and YouTube and all the places. Cannot do it without you. This is, these are true things. 
Uh, that is going to do it for this week's show. Like I said, you'll want to check out all of the fine Nextlander universe of goods, including uh, on Monday we played a game called Breakout 13. It's an FMV game. Mm-hmm. I, mean, I like a that Chinese style. production with some budget behind it. It seems like, yeah, we didn't quite finish it. So it's possible. We were, we will finish it, uh, this week, possibly no guarantees, but we might come back to it on Friday. Uh, when we have our Friday fun stream, we also have on Thursday, a grab bag. I'll tell, tell you this breakout 13, maybe the number one video we've ever put on YouTube in terms of dings for people claiming I think every sound cue in that game got dinged somewhere else. So, uh, great world we live in great marketplace. We have to exist in <laughs> like 15 or 16 parties divvying up the 13 cents from that video. Uh, good so, <laughs> luck with that. I'm just happy it didn't get uh, banned from viewing. Uh, you know, that's always my fear. Thanks to everybody again for supporting us that our biggest fear is really not the monetization. It is when sometimes they'll just be like, nope, can't watch this in England and be like, oh, oh come on, man. What are you doing? Uh, yes. So thank you very much, everybody, for making the viewing of break there at 13 less stressful. I appreciate it. Uh, of course, we got the Ramble cast. Like I said, we have never been a bo- better podcast uh, and the Friday fun stream and grab bag coming up towards the end of the week. Uh, and a planorama last week. If you want to see what we went over for January, those are all over on the Patreon. Of course, you can catch our stuff on Twitch and YouTube. Brad Shoemaker. Mm-hmm. You got to build that Windows 98 machine. Dude, the hardware is just sitting there. It's just sitting there. It's just sitting there. It's just sitting there. Alex Navarro. Mm-hmm. I got to build a new Xbox. Yeah. I can't help you with that, but if you want me to stand there and I think go, you yep, still that have looks my, right. I think you still have my memory card thing. I do. Yeah, yeah it's right yeah. over here on a yeah, shelf. Yeah, I, I got to get that back in, and I uh, got to transfer those saves to a hard drive yeah. at some point. Somebody on our Discord said they had a um, they worked in the mod stuff. I should reply back to them uh, in the mod scene for Xboxes and had a bunch of old mod chips. My, my ideal was to try to get it back to as close to non-modded working capacity as I could. That seems a little difficult because you have to get the... Um, ID off of a chip in that's in the Xbox to match the pair with a hard drive. Yeah. So you, you have to like I think there was like a whole Raspberry Pi thing you could do to try and hook up leads to get the pin the ID. It seemed a little more difficult. Now we're talking. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Now we're getting in the weeds. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. You know, so I can play all those Xbox games. Uh, yeah. All right. Thanks everybody. We'll be back next week. <laughs>